Hi, I'm Bruce News Editor Matt Kirkegaard and welcome to the replay of our coverage of the Gab's Hottest 100 Craft Beers of 2019, proudly presented by Cry Malt, Yakima Chief Hops and Barrett Burston Malting and recorded live at Hemingway's Brewery in Cairns. Over the next three hours, yep, it's a long one, you'll hear Pete Mitchum and I joined by Hemingway's head brewer Anthony Clem and Cry Malt's Northern Territory sales manager Fergus Seppinen reveal the results live. We chat with a cavalcade of brewery representatives, including Brennan Varus and Will Irving from Ferrell, Scott Hargrave from Bolter, Nick Boots from Stonerwood, Kristen McGarry from Your Mates, and Muzzin Hadjar from Hawkers, as well as Gab's new owner, Mike Bray, and the man who pulls it all together, Craig Williams. Even though the podcast goes for three hours, the list of people who we wanted to speak with but just couldn't get to was long. But we think we managed an entertaining and insightful discussion about the poll. We sincerely thank our presenting partners, Cry Malt, Yakima Chief Hops and Barrett Burston Malting, without whom we could not have gotten the team together in one room to create the show. Yakima Chief Hops is a 100% grower-owned global network of family hop farms known for their innovative products, including Cryo Hop Pellets, the concentrated looplin of whole leaf hop cones processed at sub-zero temperatures, now available through their supply partners, Cry Malt Australia. We also thank Hemingways in Cairns for having us along and being such generous hosts. You would expect us to say nice things about our hosts and our sponsors, but listeners will know that we're very careful who we work with as a partnership is pretty much an endorsement to us. If you happen to be in Cairns or Port Douglas, you're really missing out on a great experience if you don't go and visit the breweries and drink the beers that are actually the beers from up there. Finally, a big shout out to our live stream producer, John Garner, Pulling this together on the day is Bedlam, and John made everything run incredibly smoothly, and we thank him for his effort. Now settle in and listen as the Radio Brews News team call the last two hours of the countdown of the Gab's Hottest 100 Craft Beers of 2019, and then discuss all of the results after. Good morning, Hemingways. It's hot up here. It is damn hot. I had to do that. I, sorry, listeners, but uh, Steve, Mick and Steve, I'm going to guess it was Steve uh, from uh, the Sunday Sesh, dared me, nay, implored me to, uh, to open with that because we are here in Cairns. Uh, it's Pete Mitchum here along with Matt Kierkegaard in the, uh, we're, we're in the boardroom at uh, Hemingways up in Cairns for the Gab's Hottest 100 for 2019, but being revealed here on Australia Day Weekend 2020. Thanks very much for all of you for joining us. We've got about 70, nearly 80 people, I think, listening in in the chat room, and presumably Already. now that we're actually starting, we'll, um, that'll, that will increase. Uh, for those of you who may have missed it, um, oh, with, no, numbers are up. Excellent. So much, there's so much to, to check in on. We've got to keep an eye on the, uh, the numbers. We are going to go through uh, with our guests uh, some of the results that we've had so far. Uh, but the one thing I think the trend that is really trending above all the other trends is debuts. There are so many new beers, Matt. In the uh, oh, you're going to introduce me, Pete, or are you going to? Like that was that was my way, <laughs> that was my way of saying. Of G'day, Matt Kierkegaard. Oh, Pete, very excited to be here. Thank you to Hemingways uh, for hosting us. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Crime Malt, uh, Yakima Chief Hops, and Barrett Burston Malt. Um, and we will talk a little bit about them. But yeah, look, you know, sitting down watching the. Just a discussion, we ended up going live early because there was so much going on and we were just sort of sitting here looking at the results. So it's very, very exciting uh, so far. Lots of new entries, which is going to be making a lot of people happy. But, of course, for every new entry, somebody gets uh, pushed down, pushed out, or um, yeah, so there'll, there'll be some disappointment um, going on. Uh, but it does show just how the dynamic nature of the Gab's Hottest 100 year on year 
Uh, and also, I guess, how much the dynamism has, has squared, uh, in, in, almost in line with the hype. Uh, each year, it's got that little bit more dynamic, and that's reflected, I th- uh, reflective, I think, of the beer community in general, or the beer industry. There are so many more um, styles. You know, we're just chatting in the room off air before we started, the, the number of different styles, whereas, you know, the first year, there were quite a few lagers, and there were a lot of pale ales, and, it was, mm. and, that were, and not much else. Now we're sort of... Uh, then, then we sort of moved through to IPA became king and, and all the various iterations of, of different IPAs. But all of a sudden, you know, we've got mid-strengths. We've got lagers are coming back. Pilsners are in. We've got... Um, goes know, it goes a lot of sours. Goes a sour category. Slash. Um, and, and, and again, uh, a lot of the new iterations of, um, of IPAs. Uh, well, yeah, let, let's not yeah, have that right discussion. Yeah, we've had that discussion with Dave Padden off air. But, <laughs> well, uh, I mentioned it once, right, but right. I think I got away with it. <laughs> but yeah, look, and, and it's just exciting. Like, it's good to see so such a diversity um, of uh, results. Um, somebody's just posted in the chat room, so far, 23 New South Wales. Um, big state, big, uh, you know, big number, 22 for Queensland. And uh, actually, when you look at the results for Queensland, the Sunshine it's Coast. very Sunshine Coast specific. Um, and big shout out to uh, Josh Donahoe and the Sunshine Coast uh, Craft Beer Tour crew, who I believe have got two or three vans out today visiting breweries, and uh, they've got us on there. They'll um, be so listening in. G'day, Joshy. Very exciting. Uh, you know, your mates have done very well, as they did last year, but ten toes. Um one that not a lot of people outside of the Sunshine Coast beer community would know. They've just had a, a brewery upgrade. Um, but then there were just some people that... Uh, was, is it Bondi Brewing? Contractor operation, obviously, out of New South Wales has had, what, two? Uh, one, I think. One? No, I think they've had two beers. There you go. Ah, two. Two, yeah, yeah, no, two no. beers. So. Stats man, a special comment to Stats man. <laughs> well, let, 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 we let, probably should introduce our guests. <laughs> to my right, uh, Anthony Clem, the head brewer here at Hemingway's. Welcome to uh, Brews News Live and uh, the Gab's Hottest 100 Countdown. Thanks, Pete. Mate, thanks Good very much for having you. us. Yeah, And more importantly, thank you so much from the bottom of my Pilsner flavoured heart that uh, you kegged the, uh, the, your Hemingway's Prospector Pilsner um, Yesterday for us, so it's yep. tasting as fresh as it can possibly be. It was Thursday, so... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, still, I was going to say, I thought about a day on it. Very, very fresh for you, mate. Right, <laughs> uh, Hemingway's, number 81, I think you snuck in with the uh, your tropical pale ale. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, a good a Bit a of good excitement result. and great to see um, your social media crew have, um, have you know, trumpeted that, that success. What is the... Um, the hottest 100 mean to you guys because you're you know fairly new and in a it's fair to say you're in a very tourist area here on the wharf at Cairns it's not real necessarily it's it's certainly it's a long way from you know Marrickville it's not a it's not a craft beer hub no it's definitely not a craft beer hub but that's what we're trying to change I guess Pete so a lot of people up here don't know a lot about Gabs and we're trying to just educate as much as we can uh to the benefits of you know, of different styles and great drinking craft beers. So this competition, you know, the countdown, it's a, you know, we all know it's a popular vote, but, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, getting that education increased in this in this community and uh, getting our guys uh, up here that, you know, we spoke to, you know, the homebrew guys last night and, you know, getting them a bit more aware of what's going on up here and getting a bit more involved in you know the vibrancy that's starting to happen with the craft beer scene up here as well. And Anthony, what are you finding? Like Cairns is it's we got off the plane yesterday and you know it's hot. Like it is hot and sticky at this time of year. You're not going to be 
cracking too many strong dark beers and even as much as I was really enjoying the tropical um, you know hop character of the IPAs and beers that we were trying last night that you brew you're just not like that they they just don't go down as easily as they maybe do in another climate so when you guys are up here looking at some of the results that we're seeing in the hottest 100 some of the styles that are coming out which ones are relevant to what you guys are doing up here I think lagers probably king up here Matt like we're in a fair lager, a fair lager wasteland up here. So, yeah, they're 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 important uh, styles for for this region, and you know they're the ones that you know we see day in day out go well across the bar as well. Both of our bars, um, both of our bars are yeah, but in Port Douglas and in and Cairns, we that Tunnel Ten now lager is number one generally. So. They're really and important styles. That's an interesting point you touch on because it's almost like, you know, we talk about, well, you know, should we craft, craft of eight, um, the area? It's actually more Did just you? about, I'm making <laughs> up a lot of words there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and to, yeah, I'm guessing that's the beer healer, is it? Yeah, dynamism squared, yes, it's a thing. Um, both those words independently make sense. Together, they make even more sense. Um, Clemmie, it's almost like what, we're, what you want to try to create here is just, it's beer and there's lots of different flavours of it rather than saying, well, this is this is craft beer. Yeah, absolutely. I think one one of our key things that you know one of the real reasons we're here is just to get great fresh beer up here. It's very difficult to get fresh beer uh, in this region because we're so far away from anything. If you think we're a couple of thousand kilometres away from you know Brisbane and South East Queensland. Um, there's a beer from up here. How far away are you from, are you from <laughs> from that beer oh, from up here? I think, I, tell you? I think it's around 2,000 k's, actually. So. You step off the airplane and it's almost like they're handing them out. <laughs> they uh, do, it's, they, it's pretty easy to find the beer from up here. They um, do seem to have quite a good marketing campaign going on, actually. Well, we, we Google mapped it. It's actually, uh, where it's brewed, is actually 23 kilometres closer to Melbourne than it is to, <laughs> to Cairns. Can you do, uh, like, the beer that's really from here tagline, or is that a little bit didn't, copyright? Oh, didn't you already do that? 20 paces. He- heading a little risque there. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> we'll do it for you. In-house marketing, I'm sure you get away with. Absolutely. No, that's one, that's been one of our key goals, is to try and get our community up here introduced to really fresh beer. So uh, when we look at our styles, uh, we're looking at styles that, are going to be conducive to, you know, drinkability up here in the in the tropics when it's, you know, above thirty and well above seventy or eighty percent humidity. Uh, you're not chasing down a, you know, a double IPA or anything like that. You're looking for, you know, a really clean, crisp, um, drinkable lager, or you know, we're heading, you know, and then we've just stepped up for each style. And I've tried to, when we think about uh, putting those styles together, we you know, we look at a number of factors, you know, being true to, to the style guidelines is one of those, but also just, you know, uh, putting together beers that are going to be drinkable in this region and, and not um, scare too many people away from the craft beer scene because that, that, that is a bit of a challenge when you're, you know, when you do, when you go up against the beer from up here and, and, the, and the Forexes and all of those, you, you know, you are, you know, they're their staple beers and so we're not trying to, you know, pull every single person away. We just want trying to introduce people to great beer styles and, and get them to them fresh. Yep. Um, there's a couple of ale stars, uh, Mark and Kate Warshall, uh, friends of ours who, who I bumped into up here last night. Uh, they were here with Kate's folks who are who Cairns natives and it was their first visit here. Now, their feedback was glowing. They and, and the thing that they, I guess, 
uh, and sort of said, it came with a caveat, take this, you know, how you will, but it's it's very different to some of the more traditional cans watering holes. So obviously there's, uh, it, we're in more, I guess, a tourist rather than a, you know, the centre of the CBD locals kind of um, thing. Does that in- influence uh, how you brew or what you brew? No, I, I don't, it doesn't really influence us, Pete. Like we, we are a little bit away from the uh, a lot of the foot traffic around the the middle of the town there. Uh, but I think you know what we're doing. We're creating this fantastically relaxed environment. We're sitting on the wharf here, looking over Trinity Inlet. Uh, we want someone to come. You know, we want our punters to come down and just you know enjoy the relaxed environment that we live in. Really respect you know the area we. We, we live in it's just amazing spot and you know enjoy a, a great fresh beer too easy um the other thing i was going to ask was uh, uh matt had a great conversation with uh kelvin from um from the, the dog tap brew uh, brew dogs new uh digs in in brisbane and he just was saying, remind me and remind me chat room that when it when we get the gabs guys on i've got to ask them whether uh brew dogs locally brewed beers are will eligible be eligible for next year. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but Kelvin was saying that uh, sours, the the, the Brisbane tap room is selling more sours than anywhere outside of the like the, the home base. Um, is that the sort of thing? And, and obviously, it's it's very much he, he he sort of intimated it's climate based. Is it something up here that you think? And particularly, I guess, with the tropical fruit side of things, it's you know, why waste all that good fruit on milkshake IPAs? Like <laughs> seriously, can we get some? Like, would you do some fruit sours? We we already we've already dabbled a little bit in the into the fruit sour. We did a lemonade uh, sour and just a limited release, a few kegs uh, up in Port Douglas, and uh, the feedback was great. And we do we do consistently hear from our customers that you know why haven't you got a sour? Like you know, where where are they? So we will be doing a little bit more work on uh, more kettle sours, probably Pete than yeah. than anything else, but uh, just to. Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those it's one of those styles that you can get uh, quite a refreshing uh, lot of characters from, and uh, impart some of those great tropical fruits that we have up here. Beautifully done, Matt. We're uh, what are we? We're uh, tw- three minutes away from um, seeing the numbers. So, what, what have we seen so far, Pete? What um, uh, Queensland? A lot of new entries. Um, Sunshine Coast represent. Sunshine Coast represent. Bolter down a little bit on a on a couple of their their things, but they're still they they certainly haven't taken the hit that some of the um, other sales have done. Well, no, no, no. And and look, to be fair, it's probably uh, too early to say that Bolter's been belted just yet. The strong pale ale was down thirty nine places. I think that's their they're probably their biggest drop. But it's also probably not one of their you know if you like the, the the more popular flagship uh, beers. Um, I was stoked to see um, breweries like Brick Lane get three of their beers in the top uh, 60 or so, 50 or 60, um, because, again, there's just some probably some resistance in the true craft. And look, you get a lot of people who say, oh, but they're, they're the ones that... They're a big that, well-sourced brewery that doesn't really... And you, you brew know, a lot of Woolies beer, so you they don't They don't have don't the count. garage, um, you know, the, the garage band feel about them. Yeah. Um, and so people, you know, it, it, I, I get the feeling that we're actually moving away from that a little bit, Prof, as, as craft beer grows up, I think that Oop, we're actually moving away from that. Who was that? Come on. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was you, Matt, in your deaf ear, you twat. Um... <laughs> 
the other thing that was really interesting to see was the um, the resurgence, if you like, of of lagers. Uh, I remember the first Gab's Hottest One Hundred. So going back twelve iterations now, uh, it was reasonably lager heavy. We had things like Napstein Reserve Lager, um, Crown Lager, and Two Is New. Even you know found spots in that in that first. Uh, poll. Two is new, was it? Two is new or two yeah. is old? Uh, two, uh, two is old did, but two is okay. new did as well. One was 97 and one was 99, just off the top of my head. Um, and then we sort of saw as uh, pale ales and then IPAs and all their iterations came to the fore, lagers were really relegated. It's only been the last couple of years we've started to see them sneak back in. The other thing that our stats man, ha- who we're about to introduce, probably hasn't necessarily um, shown up yet. Uh, is how many of these are, are can beers and how many are, are bottle only? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that uh, that certainly influences. Um, it, it, there's more real estate on a can. I just think it's it, it's just it's the way everybody's going. Uh, so whether or not that influences um, the, people's voting decisions as well. Uh, well, see, that I, I think that plays into the hype factor, and you know, because the design is a big part of the attraction of a brewery. But there does you know hype. Um, does come into it. We've talked about in the past. It's a, it's the scale of the brewery, the size of the brewery, um, with their hype squared. So if you've got a big reach, you get an advantage. But if you're a small brewery with a very big hype factor, and you know, like I think from the you know, breweries we've seen so far, um, oh, here we go. Some we've interesting got ones here, Matt. Number yeah. eleven. So we might again for our listeners uh, who can't get near a screen, um, Bolter Captain Sensible. At number uh, 20. So number down 20. one position from last year, but another one in uh, in the top 20 for Bolter. But that's a huge result for a mid-strength, uh, a mid-strength beer to be up that high. Um, Cooper's Original Pale Ale. Cooper's have done... So that's Cooper's Green for everybody Cooper's outside Green. Of, uh, of South Australia. Oh, and, and just jumping ahead, Cooper's XPA at 16. So that's a debut. It's their first beer. So, you know, Cooper's wow. more than anything, I think, has really shown a very strong presence this year. And, you know... Three years ago, they didn't even um, didn't they, register their beers. They weren't didn't even registered their beers to be registered. Then the following year, you know, getting phone calls from PR people going, "How do we register our beers in this hottest one hundred thingy?" Um, and now suddenly, uh, so that's four of their beers. Four of their so beers, far. yeah, and coincides with the whole range in cans. Yeah, well, that's we were because just talking I, about cans. I can't help thinking that that perhaps does have some influence on it. Um, Capital at, in at number eighteen. They can't oh. have any beers left. <laughs> Capital eighteen. Give the other children a turn in the sandpit. That's um, with their hang loose juice. Yep. Bentspoke cluster eight at seventeen. Coopers at sixteen. Gage Road single fin. Good result for Gage Road. Another brewery that sometimes is a little bit big and so doesn't have the the hype factor, but they are really getting uh, big inroads into into the market. Matt, one that does have uh, hype factor in spades is Black Ops and their pale ale uh, stays the same at number 14. At uh, 13, up 35 places is the Burley Twisted Palm. I think the only one we've seen so far from Burley has been their Big Head, which big was probably head. a little bit yep. of a surprise and probably indicates too that we're moving out of the craft beer bubble more and more each year and there are beers out there and marketing campaigns that are appealing more to, if you like, the hashtag mainstream drinkers. And, and it's also the outreach that you get because I think, you know, I, I could be wrong. Um, sometimes it happens, I but I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but when you've got... You, I don't see uh, big head drinkers as being typical craft, you know, hottest 100 voters. No, They're no, not the sort no. of people who are really engaged um, to do that. 
and so it's the, it's the outreach through to the Burley Taproom, I'd imagine. Where yeah, it shows if you, if you can garner that support and, and get people off their bums to uh, and, and give them a reason to support tap you, room, that's it. And yeah. if, if they're in the taproom really loving... Uh, if you love that beer. If you love that beer. Feel free to give it a vote. Here's the link. Vote. But it yep. shows that they're, they're reaching out to a much, water, uh, a much wider group of beer drinkers than the traditional very cool craft beer venue. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, at number 12, Matt, Ben Spoke, Barley Griffin, one of my favourites. Down one position, it was number 11 last year. So uh, ACT represent yet again. Uh, and it's not bad considering there's really only a couple of breweries there now that are, um, have got, a, a, I guess, you know, beers out into the, into the mainstream. And at number 11, the Bolter IPA, down four places from last year. So it's been belted with a lettuce. Well, like, they've still got, what, four... Four or five. That's four in. or five, I think, so far in the in the top. How's uh, uh, man? Yeah, we'll get on uh, between Fergus, seven, eleven, and hundred. Brian Malt, who's uh, keeping score for us. So they've not been belted badly, um, but either XPA has taken all of the heat, or it's still or top it's ten. Being punted. No, well, it's, oh, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. It's, it's taken all of the heat the for, for the brand. Still to come, or it's still to come, and. That could be an interesting finish, folks. Um, So, Bolter IPA. Yeah, so really, really interesting. But just going back to the Coopers chat, um, cans, XPA, um, and then their Tropical R, which is a um, James, uh, sorry, Stone and Wood Pacific Ale style style thing. Homage. So, (laughs) not a rip off. Not a rip off. Um, When you look at those three things, you sort of think, well, Coopers has really struggled to find relevance with the new generation of craft beer drinker. Um, and I think last year and the year before, they suffered fairly big uh, sales losses. This year, they came back a little bit with the, with the beer in cans. But by emulating smaller craft brewers, um, and, and you know, they haven't really innovated anything, um, but by following the trends they are big enough and popular enough that they can really capitalise on those trends even if they come to them very light to the, uh, late to the party because the um, the Cooper's IPA that they launched at Gab's two years ago was, I, I, you know, without being too unkind, it was one of the worst. It, it was forgettable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was forgettable. So, but anyway, first guest, um, we're going to sort of get our first uh, guest. Are we, are we opening up the lines? We are opening up the lines. Go ahead, please, caller. You're talking to Matt. Well, we've got Mike from uh, Gab's. Oh, Mike Ray. Good hey, Mike. Matt. Matt, how are you going? Very well. Uh, now, that, that sounds like a, uh, an accent that may not be from around here, Mike. <laughs> well, well, it depends on you, what you put to around you these days. <laughs> well, he's, he's from Sydney, Matt, so you'll have to uh, allow him that. <laughs> now, for uh, our listeners uh, who would be aware that the uh, Gabs Festival and the Hottest 100 uh, changed hands towards the end of uh, last year and you, you were the new owner, how have you found your first, first outing um, running the festival? Oh, it's been, you know, everything I expected and more. I mean, you know, the talent amongst our local birds is just absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, we're lucky to have, uh, the Gabs Artists 100, to have over 2,500 beers to choose from, you know, from such world-class breweries. It's just, it's an insane place to be and it's an insane uh, um, pole to be part of. Yeah, um, Mike, have you sort of, uh, give us a bit of an idea, have you uh, been hands-on, or because obviously Craig and Ruta, who, who organised the, uh, the, the team behind, you know, driving the, the Gabs Festival and actually, you know, getting it out the door, and uh, when the rubber hits the road, they're the ones who are doing all the heavy lifting, um, and, 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 and a great job they do. Have you sort of uh, taken this opportunity to kind of sit back and, and see how it all works, or have you, um, 
uh, been keen to sort of uh, to, to, to get in a little bit closer? No, mate, because, um, you know, firstly, Craig and Rudy do an incredible job and, and, uh, and always have and continue to do so. But um, I've, I've joined the business as MD 24-7. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we're side by side. We're sitting side by side, side, side in control room right now. And um, that's how we've been working. So it's been, you know, it's been great to be really close to Hardest 100 and want to um, look at opportunities as to where we can take it in the future. I think there's, you know, there's some investment that we can make to make the... Uh, the voting process um, a lot more um, user friendly uh, for for everybody, and you know, from the birth side, just to keep that that, that people's choice going. Where you know, this is this is a poll for the love of craft, yeah, and to to engage with everybody and get conversations going. You know, that's that's the key thing for us is to to get conversations going in the industry and and get more drinkers into the top end of the funnel. Yeah, nicely said. Yeah, beautifully done. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you, Mike, was the. Uh, is there a way of, I guess, um, you really touched on there something that, that, that was close to me, is that is, is making it, I guess, that more accessible. We've gone, I think, and we're going to talk to Craig later on, but I think the, the numbers are up, uh, four or 5,000 uh, numbers of voters for this year's Gab's yeah, 100. 30, 35 and a half thousand this year, yeah. 35 and a half, okay, there we go. So that's, yeah. that, that, that's a nice jump. Um, how, yeah, so what plans have you got? You, you touched on there. How, how do we, I guess, grow that? And, and is it a case of getting more um, people outside the craft beer bubble interested or is it is it engaging and, and giving relevance to, uh, I guess, some of the, the pointy end of the, the, the craft beer market? I think it's 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 a, a lot of both for that. So you know, it's it's a people's choice poll, and you're going to get people um, that are at the. You know, I think what a lot of people forget, and this is what's what's great about the conversations that the Gadsworth One Hundred brings to the market, is some people have the start of that journey, you know, and they may be more mainstream. Some people have been you know in the game for ten years, and they're at the adventurous end, and they you know they've got fifteen, sixteen hundred beers on untapped, and they're seeking out. Uh, you know, the, the, the unique, uh, you know, what, what's the next big thing. So there's quite a diverse range that you get there, and, and, and that comes through in the voting. Um, and that's why we have things like the hottest new beers, 100, you know, we've got a list of the hottest 100 new beers that come on the list, and that's probably more slanted towards the, the pointy end of the market, should we say. And, you know, we, we're, we main list is everybody and anybody. So um, I think it's reflective in distribution that the guys have got and, and you know, who's, who's uh, engaged with larger audiences all year round, not just uh, during the Hottest 100 period. Yeah. Well, Mike, um, thanks very much for joining us on the uh, the Hottest 100 countdown at Brews News Live, thanks to Cryomalt. We've um, uh, certainly take, it, uh, take this opportunity on behalf of all of our listeners to officially welcome you on board. And uh, good luck uh, with your first top ten, which we're uh, um, about to reveal the first of in about six minutes from now. Absolutely, really appreciate it, guys, and, and, and love working with you on the project and, and looking forward to going forward with it. Thank you very much, Mike. Cheers. So, yeah, so there was a... Now, so just, we haven't had any new numbers. Um, that was still about four minutes away now, I think, from uh, the next one coming up. But I thought while we're talking about uh, trends, it might be a good opportunity to introduce Fergus from uh, who's... We should point out, um, Dave, David Cryer just said, oh, look, Fergus is, you know, our sales guy from... He's up there making some sales calls. going to be up that <laughs> way. 
you know, can you look at, can you hold his hand, make sure he doesn't you know, help him when he's crossing the road? <laughs> well, look, we, we don't want to be too egregiously, uh, you know, commercial uh, about this, but we can't do this without, you know, and Crime Malt has been like the staunchest of staunch supporters for everything that we've done uh, through the Radio Brews News uh, Network. Staunch, staunchism squared. <laughs> and there's one for you at listening at home. Uh, we need bingo. That was just for you, Beer Healer. But one of the things, because it is interesting to, whenever you have conversations with the guys who are, uh, selling units, um, whether it you know hops, malt, um, yeast, those sorts of things, we see the beer styles hit shelves. But you guys are often seeing the trends because before the beer can appear, you guys are working with them on ingredients. And are you seeing anything in what brewers are asking you, Fergus, as being reflected in the results we're seeing in the hottest beers? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I mean, just looking at the results so far, I mean, we're looking at pale ales and IPAs still leading the charge in general and, you know, brewers and definitely on the, on the hot front, they're, they're still looking for those sort of, you know, really big, fruity, sort of tropical, juicy um, kind of punchy hops. So um, definitely seeing a lot of that for sure. I've seen sort of like a lot of the older, I mean, from uh, a US sort of hop uh uh, area probably seeing a lot of the more the the older styles sort of dropping out. That sort of like the the Columbus, the Chinooks, and so forth. That really big sort of danky sort of pine. While brewers are aiming for more that really juicy tropical fruity, and that's probably indicative of you know Australia's taste as well, um, our climate, culture, things like that. So um, definitely there. What sort of has been surprising is. I thought I'd be seeing a lot more hazies and neepers so far, but, you know, they haven't really sort of uh, shot through. But there still has been a demand in the market for ingredients such as, you know, such as adjuncts. Like, you know, we um, obviously I'm seeing a lot of uh, demand for things like rolled oats, rolled barley, uh, rolled wheat. Um, what's obviously really caught us by surprise is just malted wheat's really sort of taken off as well. So brewers are really looking looking for that because um, obviously there's a lot more protein in that. So it really, really creates that haze in the beer. So... Um, that's really taken off quite well as well. So, yeah. And um, it's really funny hearing you say that because if you overlaid the results we've got so far with with the very first Gav's Hottest 100, <laughs> it's it's unrecognisable. So it, yeah. there, there, there was stuff back there, like Matt said, there was no such thing as hazy. Yeah. So there weren't any hazy beers in that in, Well, it was Cooper sparkling. But that's the thing. Yeah. And it's, you know, suddenly you call it a different name or the number of things that IPA used to be, uh, like India... Um, any beer style that you'd chucked in a lot more hops, made a lot more bitterness, you would call it an India something. So you'd have an Indian Pilsner um, because that just showed it was highly hopped. And now suddenly we've got these beers that are IPA because IPA was the cool style that we're tacking IPA onto styles that really have none of the characteristics except they involve hops. Yep. Um, but it's a sales, it's a marketing thing. Um, well, unit seller, it's clear that uh, IPAs... Have you know resonated with 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 consumers? So there are a lot of beers out there that perhaps the purists would say, eh, probably not really an IPA. But if the punters recognise that and they feel a comfort level and they go, okay, I'm going to buy that and I'm I'm going to be happy that I've bought it because it's an IPA, then uh, best of British luck to you. Now, Pete, um, look, there's some big opinions in this room. Like there's some people who are willing to sort of call things. So I just think you know now is about the time that we just sort of step it down and. <laughs> get a bit of reason in the conversation. Thoughtful discussion. Have we got Muzzin Hajo on the line? <laughs> a, a, a young brewer from Melbourne. Come in. Uh, is, is that Muzzin Hajo? <laughs> How are you, Muzz? <laughs> now, listen, before, just, we'll just let the listeners know, in 24, we're 24 hours away. So at the moment, 
for the next 24 hours, we can say anything we like to you and you can't say anything back. As of tomorrow, <laughs> I know you become a neutralised Australian. And <laughs> neutralised Australian. <laughs> and you can say anything, we can't kick you out of the country. So I might just take the opportunity to go bananas now and then I'll be nice to you from tomorrow. Thanks very much just for joining remember, us, Muzzin. I'm going to remember all of this tomorrow. <laughs> so, Muzzin, look, f- first question, you know, Hawkers makes awesome beer. Technically, uh, you, you win, and you win a lot of awards, and looking at the Facebook groups, there are a lot of people who are very, very, very passionate. Looking at the results, what happened? I think that um, after in our first year, we had three beers in the Hot 100. And then in our second year, we had a couple of beers in the Hot 100. And I think we've never really um, taken the Hot 100 seriously in the sense that for us, the Hot 100 is kind of a fun thing. It's, it's, I don't think it's intended to be more than anything other than fun. And uh, honestly, we haven't really focused on marketing the Hot 100. I think we, we do a lot of beers. Ed, but but is, is that something that you think you'll start doing more of in the, in the future? Like, is, is it something that you think that as a brand you miss out on from getting the hype of being listed up there and, and, and making it worth in investing a little bit more in it? Would I like to be the most popular beer on the, on, on, on the Hot 100? Absolutely. But do I really care? Not really. Um, and, and the reason I say this, I'm not saying this as a sore loser or anything like that. For me, um, our focus is on making technically perfect beers, right? And, and we, we kind of value uh, more um, beer judge awards. Not to say that the, the, the popularity contest is, is not important and recognition, but it, it, we, are, we are in a, in a state which is a bit jaded. Victoria doesn't really do well in the Gabs Hot 100. Um, there's way too many breweries. There's way too much cool stuff coming around. It's... It, it, really is, is, is almost bewildering how much uh, happens in, in the beer world. And frankly, 95% of the beer world doesn't even know we exist, um, all of us collectively. So it, it just seems a bit of waste of energy. Mazen, the number 10 uh, beer, so the first of the top 10, has just been unveiled as uh, Jedi Juice from Hop Nation, another Nipah. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you going to perhaps brew some Nipahs to get into the Hottest 100? We're not going to brew Nipahs to get into the Hot 100. We're not going to even um, boost ads on Facebook to get into into the Hot 100. Um, but we will brew hazy beers, and and the reason, and I, I'm I'm famous for saying hazy these days, uh, and and the reason I think we're going to brew some hazy is because on our last trip, we met with the guys from Treehouse, and frankly. Uh, it was eye-opening having having a chat to Nate about what he was doing, and it, it, you know coming down from Hill Farmstead after a session with Sean and, and technical brewing and understanding the, the, the nuances, having a conversation with Nate on what he was doing with hops just kind of was eye-opening, and it was the next level technical brewing. And so we will do some of that, not as a response, not on trend. We don't really care, uh, but we we brew the beers that we love to drink. Um, I think that's where the, our West Coast was born from. That's where um, we changed up our IPA into something that we were more likely to drink ourselves. Um, you know, palates evolve. And, yep, hazies are here to stay. Yeah, and look, when uh, this is all over, once the number one has been revealed and we've had a bit of a chat about that, then uh, the guys will hit the button on the 101 to 200, so the, the next 
hottest 100. And I'm sure we'll see plenty of Hawkers beers uh, in that lot, which I think probably reflects again that uh, the quality's there, the consistent quality's there, um, but there perhaps the uh, yeah, the lack of lack of hype. Perhaps as, as, as Matt's often said, the, the hype really does factor into because uh, you've you've got distribution, you've got um, you know a great range of beers. Do you think sometimes maybe that a, a larger range disadvantages a, a brewery because a hundred percent? I think a hundred percent. I think a hundred percent, and also I think geographic location. You know, Victoria is renowned for, for um, unless you're brewing um, hazies or whatever is in, in, in flavor of the month, um, you're less likely to get some liqueur. Um, we don't tend to go um, generally core range in Victoria. doesn't generally score anywhere above the 30s. It's, it's kind of bizarre. Um, the other thing is we don't have a front of house, so we don't really have a bar. We don't spend any energy on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, literally everything is organic. Honestly, I mean, I'm quite surprised I haven't seen a pie. You know, just to, just to as, as a spotlight on this, Pirate Life, which is now owned by CB, has probably quadrupled their volume, and yet we haven't seen a Pirate Life on, on, on the list this year. But then again, we've seen Four Pines. You know, they're, they're not up the top of the list, but they're certainly featuring multiple times. So, and, and Bolter has obviously taken a bit of a hit in some ways, but they've also... So far, I had a couple of uh, beers in, and we're yet to see XPA. Can I ask you guys a question? How do you feel? What do you feel the impact of this popularity contest on a market that still, to me, lacks a lot of education? I mean, I think we, we, we should probably be equally spending energy on trying to educate consumers on what the different beer styles are, what the faults are, what the. You know, there's, there's a lot of groundwork that hasn't been done. And for me, it's. It, <laughs> For, for me, I, I find, you know, Gab's, the, 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 the Gab's beers, 180 beers that are never brewed before and will never, most of them will never see the light again. Um, the Gab's Hot 100, I haven't seen this kind of popularity contest and well, the need to almost market I, the thing in I, anywhere I, else. In the world. I, I guess for me, Muzzin, is when you're talking about a strawberry milkshake IPA, the faults are self-evident. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in the sense that if there are technical brewing faults, who's going to know anyway? And, uh, you know, when styles are constantly being thrown up and, you know, being created, um, teaching people about, well, this is a Pilsner um, you know, yeah, you, you almost have to follow along behind the popularity train as people get caught up in the excitement of these new and emerging styles. And, you know, hopefully through that they discover other beers, which is what a lot of people argue, and I, and I don't know if it's true. But, yeah, I, I don't know teaching about faults and beer styles in such a... No, no, 100, 100%, but for me, I think we, have, we haven't done enough to, to push the message of great craft beer to the 95% of people who still don't drink us, who think 4X is a great beer, right? Or VB is a great beer. I mean, you go to Tasmania, and when I first arrived in the country, you crossed the street, and basically you were in Cascade Land or Bogues Land, which I found completely baffling. Um, and it, there's a lot more work and a lot more groundwork to be done. I mean, I look at the GPAF in the US, and there isn't a popularity contest. There isn't this kind of vote around it. There's a technical medal ceremony, which was which is awarded to, to judges, right? And there's a lot of transparency that's kind of lacking. Um, it's a it's a lot of fun, and I think it does great to to market what what the the the, the 800 brewers or so do. 
I just wouldn't read too far into it, and I, you know, I wouldn't uh, lose too much sleep over it. Now, look, I think like a lot of the beer styles that it, it represents, the, the Gab's Hottest 100 really has grown organically out of what admittedly um, was, you know, 150 people at the local tap house, you know, locals and regulars and, and whoever else got the, um, was subscribed to the newsletter. Uh, bit of shits and giggles. It was the first year of the tap house. They'd, in their 20 taps, they'd rotated through, I'm going to say, something like 280 or 300 odd different beers throughout that, that first year. So it was really just a sort of, ah, oh, I wonder what everyone thought of, you know, was their favourite beer. And, and and so it literally wasn't meant to be, you know, what it's become. It's 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 grown that, that way organically. Um, we just spoke to, to Mike Bray, who's recently taken over uh, Gab's, the festival and the Hottest 100 yeah. countdown. Uh, and he intimated that, yeah, there, there's some opportunities there for us to, to change, you know, to, to take it on to that next level. And, and look, perhaps that's where... There's an opportunity for um, you know the more the more people we reach, the more opportunity we have to to touch on some of those things that you've you've pointed out as uh, that are quite rightly um, areas for improvement. Uh, and by way, by no way is this a criticism against Gaps. I think it's fucking brilliant that um, we're getting the message across. But it, it, I see this pattern repeat even on tap and right here and all these kinds of things, you know. And even on the threads where, where people kind of feel, oh, yeah, this is the beer and it's right. And people kind of lose touch with the fact that we all biologically have different palate receptors. We all not only have different preferences, but perceive the same things differently. And so the idea that there's somehow some sort of a universal level of judging um, or comparing beers, who cares which beer is better than the other? It's, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Well, at the end, which is pretty much what the Hottest 100 is uh, reflective of. Is reflective. Exactly. Now, I'm just going to, uh, just to our stat guy, uh, Fergus, um, who's, been follow- who's been keeping the numbers for us, uh, Fergus from Crymalt. Ian McNally uh, said, am I, and this echoes what uh, Muzzin was saying, am I right in saying there is only one Victorian beer between 10 and 35? And it is I don't 35. think he's been doing that you know. I, I haven't been following more states. I've been looking at okay. styles to sort of get a preference, I guess, of what um, yeah people are really drinking these days. But um, just looking at here now, yeah, I think Martin's right. We've got number ten Victorian, and then if we scroll all the way down, um, the next uh, Victorian, well, Colonial WA Vic at twenty nine, and then we're looking at. Um, 35 there for Moondog. For Moondog and Western yeah. Australia hasn't yeah. had... Yeah, Western Australia's got a cluster of breweries. We've seen Nail has gotten in there. Yeah. Uh, Feral's got... Gage there. Roads has got a couple. Gage. Feral's got a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two birthplaces... And not to take away from Jedi Juice, right? It's, it's a hazy against, or, you know, there's a haze craze. And I mean, not, that, to, not to belittle or diminish any of the achievements of Richard at Benchmoke and the guys at Capital, they make food. Fucking amazing beer, but I think I've counted 10 beers between them so far. Uh, for a population of half a million and two breweries at 800, that's pretty remarkable. Well, it's, it's yeah, pretty 100%. remarkable, and it says a lot about the way they're marshalling their communities. Yep. Mazen, we better, let you, we better let you go. Um, we're just about to reveal the number nine beer, so we will let you go. But listen, we've just had a new listener who's called in, um, ScoMo. And he just he's just let us know that there's a new law coming in that if you don't get a beer in the top 100, you can have your citizenship denied. Oh, tough, tough, brother. Tough. I remember that tomorrow morning when when I see you. Uh, good luck, mate. There's hey, still there are still nine beers to be right, revealed. Yeah. Good luck and and, and um, have a great day tomorrow, Muzzin. I will. Thank you. I've finally become an Australian. I'm one of you guys. 
Mate, even without the piece of paper, you've always been one of us. That's it, mate. <laughs> and on behalf of all our listeners, mate, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, get a dog up, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care, brother. Cheers, mate. Bye. That was Muzzin Hajar, who, um, if, if he's... It's hard to get an opinion out of him. Well, mate, I, I'd, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. He, really he, 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 was, he was being very moderate um, today, like in, in terms of not having a go. But, you know, there, there's a little... There, there was just that note of, oh, you know, like those guys are doing well and those guys are doing well. Yeah. And he, I, I think he does feel it. Um, and, you know, you can... Because he is so genuinely passionate about quality um, and the beers that they're making are very good. He's genuinely passionate about 100%. And teaching. the other thing, too, is that... One thing I know that Muzzin is particularly proud of is the fact that he started with two employees. He's now got over 50. So it kind of mimics, I guess, if you like, you know, the, the Bolter success story. Mm. In such mm. a short time, they've done so much. They've been true to their, to their origin. They've, um, they pay their, their staff overs. Uh, they have, you know, good conditions and that sort of thing because they, and they, they have done really well in terms of retaining their staff. Um, and I think... Muzzin would probably feel, and he wouldn't mind me saying this, that there is that element of something like this that's a, that is just a popularity contest is a reflection of, or a, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, it's a representation of what you do. Oh, absolutely, a, absolutely. Just, well, it, you know, but but those things, you know, you know I'm looking for. But, but those things aren't on the label of, of, of your can. They're not the things that people go. Isn't it awesome? He pays his staff well. You yeah. know, it, it, it's. They have crammed so many hops in here that my mouth dissolved. That's what makes, um, you know, that... And number 10... Number 9. Number 9 is about to go out. Just been released. Keiju. Abex going to... Actually, no, Keiju... Victoria uh, No issues there. Although, ooh, they've used a very old version of the uh, Keiju can. Um, Between Hop Nation and... uh, uh, between 10 and 9. Yeah. And I'm sure I um, speak on behalf of all our listeners when I say, Matt, it's Kaiju Crush. Kaiju, mm-hmm. sorry. That's all right. I'm from Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> we carry ports, not bags. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, 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 you know. So down one place from, uh, from last year. It was number eight last year, number nine. This Still year. doing very well. Had a great, um, Claire did a great story on uh, Kaiju. Um, the, the whole the, the whole business and uh, you know how successful this beer has been. And I remember when James Atkinson, who we, we might be chatting to a little bit later today, mm-hmm. um, uh, wrote about Kaiju Crush. It was the first beer that they made that was under five percent. Mm. Well, and this one, yeah, Callum Reeves. I remember I spoke to Callum. I had him, had him on stage uh, one of his very first forays. They, they were at that stage Golden Axe Cider, and they were just moving into uh, doing the beer side of things through. What, what was then another another name that was uh, copywritten and you know, we all know that story, but as Kaiju. Uh, yeah, and he said, look, we, we, we will never brew a beer that's lower than 7.5%. Um, Moondog, I guess, was similar. You know, Moondog, you look at their early forays into into the beer world, it was, you know, Henry's Girthsome Ford, it was Black Lung, it was the big-ass, different, interesting beers. Now, Kaiju's the same. You know, a lot of their, their, their stuff is... Um, is Kaiju Crush? And the kids are growing up. They are. Yeah. But and, and just, well, I think just, you know you've, you've got to you've got to if you want to if you want to. There's no no point. Sometimes at some point you've got to say we've got to stop paddling against the tide. And I mean Anthony, uh, we we've had uh, Anthony Clem, head brewer at uh, Hemingways. We've had some chats over the years, and you know, like we, we, all of us when we get into craft beer, um, are a little bit 
filled with piss and vinegar about you know how the big guys don't know how to brew and stuff like that. And you obviously trained um, through the big houses. You know their focus on quality. Yep. Um, but it, it must be fairly astounding to see the way that craft beer is starting. Like we're seeing craft brewers concentrate on just really really good lagers and things like that when you know 15 years ago they would have been pointing uh you know uh fingers at you and says look look at that lager brewer over there i i do vaguely remember copying a bit of flack from a few uh craft brewers at the time when i was working at the at the big house you point the finger at me then. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably in on it as well oh, no, i wouldn't do he that he just Matt. didn't know you then no. uh but I, I think it's really refreshing to see i mean quality is you know, it's paramount when you're trying to put out great, uh, great products that or great beers that people you know are going to consume. And if you can consistently do that, then you know, you're going to you're going to get a following. And uh, you know, to make to make lagers, to make pilsners, we all know it's you know, it's very difficult uh, to do. You need to you need to be on point with everything as part of the the whole brewing process. Uh, so it's fantastic to see that. You know that level of quality is starting to come up, and I think, well, I, I hope the IBA and you know, being a part of that uh, is, you know, we're really trying to help everyone in the craft beer industry to just, you know, raise the game on quality, and um, you know, I think there's lots of good things to come uh, in the from the IBA as well. So I think, fantastic. Let's let's see more of them. Yeah. Do, do you think, Clemmy, that that's our biggest? challenge I guess moving forward you know you go back to the first Gab's Hottest 100 12 years ago now there were probably 120 breweries across Australia there might have been two or three hundred people who were technically uh, able to brew really well now we've got 650 odd breweries I don't think that 200 has grown to 650 is our biggest challenge how we take those brewers who are keen they're knowledgeable they're passionate but how do we get that i think technical skill into them i i I definitely think there's an opportunity for greater education amongst amongst all the brewers i mean i know we're we're in a bit of a brewer shortage just because of the amount of breweries that are popping up uh so it is paramount that we get that education to uh as many as many of the brewers in the industry as we can. And I, I think, uh, I don't know what's happened to it, but I remember talking to Glenn Fox at, uh, and he was talking about a UQ course. Yep. So they were yeah. they were going to put something together because they recognised the shortest shortage. I know the government have been doing a few things with some TAFE courses and that all helps. Um, I know the IBD have picked up their game and started to consider craft a lot more because uh, you know, there's a lot more brewers so I think mm. a bit more membership as well but uh, you know, I think it is paramount to make sure that we do get education into you know into everywhere in the brewing industry because it only just helps us gain a little bit more traction against you know the more mainstream the more mainstream brewers so because the other thing that concerns me Clemmy is that and we talked about this at length last night um, at an event we had here at Hemingway's, but also again this morning, is iterations of a certain style until you get it right. My concern is that there are so many new styles and then variations of, and sub-styles of new styles coming out and new brewers are then go, oh, I've seen somebody do that, I want to try to make that. And they're trying to nail it on the first attempt and send that out to market because you can't afford not to. Absolutely, We're yeah. losing that sense of, I'm going to make a Pilsner. 
and then I'm going to make it again, and then I'm going to change one thing. And this is something that Corinna Steed from um, from Prancing Pony, uh, and that's that. I guess that technical brewer background is that you don't go, well, okay, that didn't quite work out right. You don't screw up the recipe and just start again. You change one thing and you measure it, and then you change something else and you go, okay, what happened there? And oh, now we're getting towards it, so you tweak this, you tweak that. Are we losing that? I, I guess are we are we in a rush to to to, to make ourselves better instead of, sort of kind of letting it happen more organically. Oh, like you say, there is a there is certainly a commercial aspect to, you know, producing beers. If you've got a brewery that, uh, you know, depending on the size, you're making certain batch sizes, and you know you're going to have a go. And if you get it wrong, it's not super cheap to be able to just put it on the floor. That's for sure. So if you've got a tap room, you just put it through. You know, tap number ten and go. Hey, surprise beer, Pete. I just need to jump in for a second. No, go for we're it, about mate. to cross to our next guest, but before we do, um, hold that thought, Clem. We want to come no back. Problem. Come back to it. Um, but before we do, absolutely need to pay a few bills because none of this would be possible. If, if you remember our early shows, which the, the very first one was literally me sitting on an upended beer keg at, Fest, at Fortitude Brewhouse. Talking to Ian Doing Watson. everything myself, by myself, uh, talking to Ian Watson. And uh, every this podcast has gotten better, the live, and that is because of our sponsors who have carried us the whole time. Um, and that includes Cry Malt and especially Yakima Chief Hops. Uh, hop in with your malt mates. Cryo Malt is stoked to team up with Yakima Chief Hops to bring the very best hops to Australian brewers. And uh, yeah, no, we very, very much appreciate what they led us to do with uh, what so far has turned out to be a knock on wood. Yeah. Pretty decent uh, podcast. Matt, number eight has just dropped and it is a Bolter Hazy. Hazy. Oh, okay. Bolter. At debut. So there we go. Another Queensland beer. Another, another beer. Bolter beer. Another Bolter beer. So oh, Bolter's like... not being punished. The Bolter belting is getting softer and softer. Yeah. And somebody interesting to talk to about that. I'd, um, we got him on the line because of the results. We've got Brennan Virus. Brennan Virus, welcome to uh, Radio Brews News Live. Keko, how are you, mate? Very well, mate. Now, whereabouts are you uh, counting down? Uh, right now? Yep. Uh, we're at the Flying Scotsman uh, in where I Baker Street, Mount Lully, and I'm having a pint of Warhog. Warhog. <laughs> Has it featured? Our, 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 most, our most underrated beer we've ever made. I've never had love mm. from people, but I swear it's our, our best coffee beer we've ever made. Mate, what time and is I'm, it there? I've got Will here with me as well, if you want to have a couple of minutes to chat with him shortly. We'll so. have a quick chat to Will, but I'll just Will soon, God bless you, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, really, really, really good. So mate, I'm, what time is it there if you're sort of on, on, on the Warhogs already? Um, it's after midday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's not, actually. <laughs> it's eight I minutes before the, after I, midday. I, I, went, I, I went to the chiropractor, and I swear he broke a rib, so I needed a little bit of anaesthetic. And <laughs> now, BV, a great time to be talking to you. Congratulations. Uh, you've had a couple of beers in the Hottest 100 already. Um, yeah. Mate, it... I think it was two years ago we spoke to you uh, not long after you'd announced the sale to CCA. And I hope you won't mind me saying you, you sounded like a kid that had dropped his ice cream um, with the results that you were getting that year. There, there was, I, I just felt that you were a little bit flat um, and a little bit disappointed with how the results had gone post-sale. You must be pretty wrapped to see you sort of back into the game this year. I think so. Um, I think it was a bit of it was highly, highly internal in that whilst all best plans were put in place to try and have a smooth and well-made transition, there's a couple of things that um, we perhaps could have done a little bit better, more in the way we... You know, just, just it's funny, you know, you, you forget what you do personally sometimes and, and who picks up um, the things that you used to carry and, and a few little gaps there and just teaching teaching people to, and, and 
coaching people to do what you did. But perhaps we're a bit slow on some of that uptake. Um, we're certainly not like a, a, a full-blown um, beer company that you know has, has a formula globally for when they do a takeover. Where, where we are now is very different to that. Um, so yet we will wear a bit internally. But then I also reckon we've probably got punished a little bit harder than we needed to and, and than others have for the um, when we when our acquisition was made. So, you know, what if we're, if we're back in the game, that's good and it's due to the hard work of the game there. Um, and, and, I, and I think well-deserved because our, our liquid eye, I swear black and blue, is, um, is, is as good or better than it's ever been. One of the things that we've been observing during the, the, the chat that we've been having here is just how quickly styles have evolved. And I remember it to the early days of the Hottest 100 countdown, uh, you know, I, I think even Feral White might have featured in... in, 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 in the, the, yeah. The, and it, well, it was your biggest seller before uh, Hop Hog came along, wasn't it? Oh, for a long time. It's very, yeah, styles have changed a lot, but also the, the competition's changed a lot and, and harping back to we got whacked a bit. I mean, until we've, we've never put any effort into even letting anyone know there was a competition at Feral until this year. And I, and I still don't think we went particularly hard or over and above what every other brewery does this year. But, you know, it was a basic Instagram post. If you like our beer, give us a tick. Um, but historically, we did not need it to have not done that. I suspect that would have caught us up anyway, whether there was acquisition or not. I think that's probably a, a little bit more to do with it than, than style. But let's face it, you know, if you can sell, if you make a sell a week beer here in Australia, then um, you have a key to a magic box that a lot of people would like to have. So how do you explain it? Because Feral Top 50, which is a, a great result, but then you've got Imperial Biggie, which again was a style that was nowhere to be seen in the early days. And even when uh, Hop Hog was... Somewhere between an IPA and a, a, a strong pale ale um, before you, you yeah. rebranded it, and suddenly you've got these beers that you know five yeah. years ago no one would have even contemplated. Yeah, um, well, we wouldn't. And and you know, if you actually look back at some of the years, the beers that we had in there five years ago, you know, I know beers um, that that the prop still deserves full credit for its name, which I think probably deserves most of the, gets it most of the votes. The raging phlegm. We uh, scored well one year in the in in the H100. We we had all you know we we had doubles. We had all sorts of beers in the in the H100 that were draft only. So I, I wonder whether it's styles or I wonder whether it's just the reach of the competition um, and, and the voters are, are probably more broadly um, not craft beer uh, all day every day. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. ABV, two things. One, I think if you think back, uh, like Watermelon Warhead, pretty much had that category to itself. Um, this, yep. and it certainly has spawned, or it's it, it really kicked the door open for a lot of other mm. uh, breweries to, to make sour slash tart slash Berliner Weiss beers. Um, but the other thing yep. too, I think I think I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I think uh, Brews News along with ABAC, we deserve a little bit of credit for uh, giving Biggie Juice so much. Uh, <laughs> Airplay outside of the craft beer bubble, mate. No, that's got nothing to do with it. That's got nothing <laughs> oh, to do with it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> if Biggie Juice does it all well, uh, we're, it's on the broad and strong shoulders of Bruce, Radio Bruce News. Hey, guys, can I hijack the agenda just really quickly? Of course, uh, go for it, mate. 
just on, I know you guys report on ABAC um, pretty um, religiously there there on the site, and I was, I was sitting sitting in the veranda, on the front veranda this morning, and there was a helicopter go past on the Swan River there with one of those massive big flags behind it. It's either, you know, it's either an advertising flag or an Australia Day flag. And it, was, it was clearly going to do laps, and it's the celebration ticket um, chain. Um, now, very, very quickly, the Polar helicopter came in. It did not get to complete the lap. It got <laughs> pull over, mate. You're not doing the lap with your, cele- with, with your celebration um, flag behind you. So I think that's the case of um, AVAC working before AVAC even gets to make a judgment. <laughs> ah, so we'll ask you a serious question about that because um, Reese Lopez had, had a bit of a chat to us on Facebook Um saying that, you know, he thinks that, um, you know, when we started talking about ABAC, that suddenly the complaints increased. But we've gone no, back... No, no, they haven't, mate. No, no. I, I, I think that's not... There's little validity. And then, by the way, that's not because I've pre-heard you comment on Facebook or anything on Facebook. Um, it's, we, 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 we've had... So they've just got a spotlight on them for the rest of the beer industry to read, that more, read them more. Um, we've had... Again, you can look back through the history of our ABAC and we've, we've dealt with or chose not to even acknowledge some um, over our time over the last four or five years. So, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think there's much much around the fact that you're covering it. It's just people are hearing that, that their complaints are there. Mate, we'll have to... There's always, we, we, there's always been complainers from, from a lobby that don't like anything to do with alcohol. Well, that, that's good to hear that. I'll pass that on to Claire. But seeing we, we will have to pass over to the next uh, caller fairly soon. But before we do, if, if we've got Will there, we need to uh, yeah, have a chat to the bloke who... You need to have a chat to him. He's funnier than I am. Jump in, Willis. Well, he, he's the one that does <laughs> the work. <laughs> now, we'll have to speak up because he's possibly mate. holding a duck. <laughs> How are you, mate? How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Congratulations on Imperial Biggie Juice. It's, it's, uh, it's good to see a, you know, a little struggling small family outfit over there in WA uh, hitting the top 100 <laughs> with a massive big-ass... Get the fuck out, beer. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, little family group. Uh, <laughs> mate, uh, yeah, I, I, I still think of you guys as family. What was that, sorry? I still think of you guys as family. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just finding it hard to hear you. I'm surprised Brendan can't afford a, a better phone. <laughs> yeah. He spent it all on the BMW <laughs> and the yacht. Aren't you using the You're not using the sat phone on his yacht? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what sort of iPhone is this? <laughs> An iPhone yeah, 5. Yeah, no, no. It's an iPhone 4. <laughs> well, hey, mate, sorry. Um, fortunately, you couldn't hear us. We kept you on the line because number, what's number? Number number seven, number seven. has been announced and uh, no. you've, you've just scored a gong, mate. Feral. It's, it's just Feral what Biggie Juice. Feral Biggie Juice has uh, scored number seven. Happy days. Congratulations. Mate, yeah, well mate. done, Will. Well Thank done. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect us to get uh, anywhere close to what we actually got there. But uh, we had a bit of an email going around uh, saying where things were going. I kind of tipped it. I'd be happy in between 20 to 10, maybe, at best. But uh, was that number seven? Number seven. Uh, number yeah. seven. So it's yeah. only it's only a jump of 93 places on last year. <laughs> so I mean, don't, don't big note yourself yeah. yet, champion. That's not bad. I'm not, I mean, equally as happy seeing uh, Hot Pogs uh, actually increase a couple of places from um, 63 to 51. That's um, a major surprise. So, so uh, super happy. Yeah, 
done well today. That's, uh, Mate, what do you think's driving that? Because you guys were, Brendan just said before that he felt that you might have been a little bit over-punished um, when you sold. Um, and, you know, are you making better beer or do people have short memories or do they just care less about things like ownership? I don't know, like, I mean, we're still the same people making the same beer. Uh, we still strive to make really good beer um, regardless. So whether or not that the whole thing and, and, and the amount of people who've been bought out that they're realising that necessarily it's not the worst thing to actually happen to a brewery, um, you know, with a bit of extra uh, fun, I guess, uh, experience and whatnot, and actually make better beer and, and, and still keep doing what we do, just keep going further, you know, increase marketing, increase everything to make sure that we, we are doing the right thing. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't know, it's a tough one. I, I didn't expect this to be up here. Um, maybe on social media, I don't know. <laughs> be careful of that social media, mate. You could get you in trouble. That's right. We just have to interrupt, mate. We've got someone else on the line. It's Michael Thorne. <laughs> From... Not a problem. Uh, hey, mate, we, we'd uh, best let you go and have some of those Imperial Biggie juices uh, or uh, whatever Brendan uh, is, is drinking and uh, celebrate. Uh, but congratulations. And anything else likely to be above that? Well, watermelon Moorhead, I would have thought, was the other one that... Uh, might, might feature. Yeah, might feature, but, but I, uh, I can't see that. I, no. I, yeah, as I say, I think when it had the, um, the sour slash tart ground to itself, um, I think it, it certainly helped it. Um, still one of my favourite beers and, 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 you know, I, I can't Mate, see it being well, in the top we've six. We've got eight. a little surprise for Gabs this year, uh, so stay tuned for that. For that one, ah, mate, uh, you got, yeah, you got the tap on the shoulder. So there's a, a limited uh, limited number of previous brewers who were asked to uh, recreate a uh, a version of uh, a, of one of their Gab's hottest 100 beers, uh, the Gab's Festival beers. Yeah, so I'm probably giving away, but uh, there's going to be something coming. I'm probably coming out, so I'm not really been sure what we can say or what we can't say. But uh, mm-hmm. well, mate, any, something any, coming that may spark your interest. Any chance we can resurrect uh, Eurovision train wreck? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. How do you? Okay, well, mate, we, we better free up the phone uh, just because we've got to get the next caller on. A young man named John Burridge to report on Tasmania's uh, lack of results, that really. Shouldn't, that shouldn't take long. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a quick so, convo. With so, Will, to you and Brennan, congratulations. Uh, in, enjoy a beer this afternoon and just keep an eye on him. I think he's. Uh, I, I think he might be on the tear this afternoon. Beautiful. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, yes, thanks for cool. and I'll, I'll chat to you guys soon. Good yeah. on you. Thanks, thanks well, and congratulations. Cheers, Will. Oh, there, there you go. We had uh, a, a producer was trying to tear the phone uh, out of my hand so we could get uh, John on, and uh, uh, Brendan was obviously very keen for us to speak to Will, and suddenly uh, they, they, they've got to think. Uh, but I, I believe that we've got a young man called John Burridge uh, calling in from Tasmania. Um, we were able to find a piece of string long enough to reach you, John. I don't think they have phones in Tasmania yet. No, apparently they, <laughs> apparently they don't have uh, phones. No, yeah. Technical issue, we've, uh, we've lost John Burridge, so if someone can do a good uh, Johnny Burridge impersonation... That's so, okay, but uh, look, yeah, I mean, look, so we've got we'll Bolter and Ferrell, um, yep. two takeovers, um, Bolter's held up. The call dropped six out. Beers, I yeah. think, in, in the, the top one, in the hottest 100 so far for Bolter's. So. And I haven't looked back at what... Because they had a, a... But they had the Pilsner last year that featured... Um, 
Has the lager featured? Is Happy the lager featured? We no, haven't the, seen the lager. The lager no, hasn't so, featured, so the lager, but it's been all there. Um, the, the lager. To be fair, the lager's only come in in the last few months and replaced the pilsner. So they, those two, you know, one's true, disappeared yep. and the others only just appeared. So it, it may be that, that those kind of cancel each other out as far as a, a top ten position goes. But certainly, you would expect that the XPA. Um, has either been given an absolute caning or um, it's still to come in the in the top six. Mm. But now we uh, apparently do have John Burridge. John, welcome to Radio Brews News Live, calling the Gab's Hottest 100 thanks to Cry Malton, which happens to be your employer. <laughs> G'day, guys. How are you going? Uh, good to see Tasmania's uh, illustrious Telstra net going beautifully. Mate, <laughs> mate, Tasmania is nothing if not consistent. I think for the... Um, as a bit of a historian of the Gab's Hottest 100, the first four or five years... Uh, Mubru took out at, at least four or five spots in the in the top 100 you know, every year. And then for the last yeah. seven, we've had absolutely donuts from not just from Mubru, but from um, from Tasmania in, in general, mate. What's the what's the deal? Well, come on, mate. There's still six positions to go. Don't write us out just yet. <laughs> well, according um, to the uh, chat room, the Radio <laughs> Brews news, because we just had um, Brendan Varris, who wanted us to hold on long enough to speak to Will um, when we were trying to terminate the call, and suddenly they came in at number seven. So if the Bruce News effect has anything, we're going to see uh, a, a big performer from Tassie. Well, now, do you, do you technically count? Because there's a few full-time spears that might actually have made it. Uh, uh, Clemmie's oh. uh, home gra- former home of ground. Do they, do they credit Tasmania beers or...? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Colonial counts as Melbourne if they're brewed in <laughs> Margaret River. No, not. But okay. All, all kidding aside, John, what what do you reckon it, it is in Tassie? Because we've 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 looked at one of the things that we talked about was the size of the population. But you look at somewhere like uh, you know Canberra, Canberra, which is a small community, but they're obviously very tight, very engaged. Um, to be fair, people in Canberra they do like voting. They do like voting, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they like a gerrymander. Well, there, 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 there might have been some sport shorts going on, you know, like a whiteboard or some... Uh, did, but did, yeah, like, you are a Tasmanian. You know the, 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 the area. Um, there are some cracking... You, you can't... It can't be the quality of the beer because you've got some great breweries down there. But why yep. aren't you getting the, getting the votes? Are, 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 they, are, yeah, are people not voting or, or yeah, what's the deal? I think, I think there's a couple of things that lead to it, and one, obviously, is our population. But, two, a lot of the uh, breweries down here, uh, their reach to the mainland uh, isn't to the extent of someone like a Capital or a Black Hops or a Colonial is probably next step up. But you don't see them spread uh, around Australia like you do some of the mainland breweries. Uh, we've got some phenomenal beers down here, that's, uh, that's for sure. And I suppose it's like a lot of good things in the past. We like to keep them secret so that we get to enjoy them. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I think uh, we did pretty well. And the other thing is when Blueberry was uh, doing really well in the uh, in the Gab's Hottest 100, there would have only been probably half a dozen breweries down here in Tasmania. There's now 32 um, on the books, so uh, the times have changed. Um, I'm, I'm sure Tasmanian breweries won't lose sleep, and uh, they still make great quality beer. So oh, we're yeah, happy yeah. here, mate. We just we we'll just keep doing what we're doing, and uh, you know, it's a great day and. Yeah, and look, it's, it's, no, it's no reflection on quality at all. We, we spoke to Mazen Hajar before from, from Hawkers, who, again, you know, in a similar position, great beers, um, consistent uh, level of quality. Uh, they've got the reach, they've got the distribution, that sort of thing. And, and again, yeah, there's, there's just that, that X factor is just sort of uh, missing. I mean, look, we, we could always, you know, 
joke wise, we could go for the low hanging fruit and say that you know, well, how about we give every Tasmanian two votes? Um, <laughs> see if that helps. But is it well, just that we, we get they... our cousins, <laughs> we get our cousins and our sisters to vote, which is the same person? Same person. That's the two problem. to one anyway. Yeah, exactly. Is is part of the problem though that look are they not getting motivated to vote, or are the votes getting spread out across you know uh, Hobart, uh, the Winston, and and Shambles, and uh, Captain Bly's, and everyone else? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, the votes are getting spread out a little bit more across the Tasmanian Brewers. Um, I think also that the, I'd be interested to know the amount of votes that were received back in the early stages of Gabs as opposed to now. Like, I'd almost say that there'd be more votes for Bolter than there would be people in Tasmania um, in, if you were to run 2008 comparison. But, um, yeah, good call. No, look, uh, I, I think uh, it's just the evolution. Um, and... You know, we can we can talk about like, the popularity contest and all that, but to me, it's, it's, today's a fun day. Let's just enjoy good beer. Uh, let the people vote, and uh, whoever comes out on top, good on you, and uh, yeah, carry on. Um, exactly. But, uh, right. It does give us the opportunity yeah. to talk about, you know, to talk up Australia, uh, you know, Tasmanian beer. So in that respect, I guess you know we're going to turn those red thoughts into green thoughts. Yeah, well, we're, we're claiming Clem's uh, ex-Cascade Brewer, so uh, pretty much anything he's brewed up there at Hemingway's uh, <laughs> beer just with a, with a uh, slant on it. Well, congratulations on your number 81 post uh, position. Uh, we've just uh, dropped the number six beer. Oh, number six, okay. And it's a Bridge Road a Beechworth Pale Ale. Down one from last year, but... Uh, Still a cracking beard. And, and, nice and, and again, like in the same category as Little Creatures, I don't think there's been a Gab's Hottest 100 since the first one, all 12, where Beachy Pale Ale hasn't figured in the, in the top 100. So it'd be one of, one of only three or four beers that I can think of that, um, that yeah. have been in every one. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a few um, things, uh, a few statistics that I've honed in on uh, in a few, over the few Gab's and and obviously, uh, Benny at uh, Bridge Road, he's captain consistency right there. Uh, that beer's a phenomenal beer, and it shows out in, in trade as well. It's always drunk well. Um, and interesting, I heard you talk a little bit more about the buyouts before, and um, I couldn't do the stats on, obviously, Bolter and uh, Green Beacon this year, but on average, um, Mountain Goat uh, and Pirate Wife and Four Point, their beers all dropped on average, this is, 30 positions after sellout, uh, which I found a pretty interesting fact. Now, some of them dropped only five or six, but uh, others dropped around 40. And yeah. I think you're going to see the same thing happen for Bolter. Uh, XBA, I'd like to think it's still up in the top uh, echelon, but we've seen some big hits on their uh, strong ale and their uh, double IPA, which, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a voter's choice. And, you know, the beer, the beer's exactly the same. It's still cracking beer, but... Uh, yeah, and the voters obviously have a different preference on it. Yeah, you're spot on, Johnny. There's there's definitely, I think, a, an element of um, loyal drinkers punishing their their you know formerly independent brand, and then perhaps you know later on it all is forgiven. And uh, you know we've seen with Hop Hog um, and and lately with Biggie Juice, you know, really sort of making a bit of a comeback. Yeah, yeah, and and the one I think I texted you on earlier, uh, one mile from the Dawn Territory, three three entries in last year's hottest one hundred. We haven't seen them this year, so uh, you know it's uh, it begs the question as to you know, how they got last year. What did they do? Was you know, I'm, no questions. It was a great beer. They're great beers, but uh, yeah, it, it's interesting how the public votes. Uh, I've, I've actually just got another phone call from the guys at your mate, 
they're going to release a new range next year. It's called the uh, Star Trek Brews News Range. Uh, you've got <laughs> what the Clem, you've got the Ferg, you've got the Prop, you've got Captain Kirk. At the end. <laughs> nice work. Can we? And perhaps we can get um, instead of the Independence logo, we can get the ABAC logo just put straight yeah. on it. <laughs> Oh, from <laughs> galaxy to galaxy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, do you know anyone who can supply us some galaxy hops, cheap? Nah, sold out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mate, <laughs> if anyone can find some, it's Cryomol. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure Yakima Chief can, uh, can provide some uh, They'll get a galaxy very good clone, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't mind. Johnny, Look thanks. I'll let you guys do the plugs. You do it better than me. That's it, mate. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Johnny. Um, and, uh, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, John. Too easy, mate. Cheers. So there you go, that's uh, from Tassie. Now, yeah. somebody in the chat room um, just said, uh, who was it? Steve Levian talked about Larry. Has Larry, Larry been called? Uh, well, Daniel no, Rick tells us that uh, it came in 13. But um, Oh, that's sorry, that's from 2000. That was last year. Yeah. So, so who knows? We, were, we had um, on our... We only got five spots left. Well, we had Christian McGarry uh, scheduled... Um, at some stage of afternoon, so we've got him in on, fact, on the he's line on the now. Line now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris McGarry, welcome to the Hottest 100 Countdown. Hello, we got you. Christian? We can hear him there. He's, he, he's standing on the bar going, there's only five <laughs> spots left. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking bets on which is which it's going to be. He's promising to shout the bar. You, if, would, have uh, to, you would have to think that um, there's a chance that, uh, that Larry... Cause we, so we've had Donnie, we've had Sally. We've, we've had, had Macca. Macca. Mm-hmm. Um, Knackers, Shags and Tomo. So either, yeah, <laughs> so either they, they, they split the vote and they're out, but we'll get him on and see if we can sort of uh, do a little bit of uh, bruise using. Because, um, well, that's it. So what, what number are we up to? We're up to We've six, got the top so five. Dry, so six, yeah. six has dropped. We've got Mate, five I'll tell you, if they go. get top five, that's a, that's a pretty big that's result. Great effort. Well, particularly um, just on the back of talking about, you know, the whole of Tassie, um, this is mag- just huge for the Sunshine Coast. Uh, in well, terms the whole is like ten toes. Ten toes, I'd be yeah. surprised if anybody outside of the Sunshine Coast um, would have really known of them. So, uh, Chris McGarry, have we got you on the line? Yes, yes, Matt, how are you going? Good, mate, good. Well, as you know, I'd sort of uh, dropped you a note earlier in the week just to find out if you were going to be contactable uh, depending on the results. But somebody in our uh, Facebook group just said that uh, for the three beers that, three beers that uh, you've, you've had so far, um, no sign of Larry yet. Is uh, Larry a no-show, do you reckon? Oh, I mean, I said it last year, but now I'm even, I'm even more sure. We must have forgotten it. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I cannot believe. Um, I, can't, I can't believe that we haven't seen it yet. I really, really just it's beyond belief. Well, let, let's wait and see. And but you, you have had uh, three beers in already um, in, in the top hundred, which is a pretty cracking. I mean, for a nationally represented beer, that would be great. For a brewery, that would be great. But for a you know a regional brewery that's only put in their larger brew kit and starting to get distribution, you, I mean, you guys must be wrapped. But what's the secret? <laughs> oh, mate, I wish I knew. I honestly wish I knew. Um, we try and do everything as good as we can. Um, I mean, we try and make the beer taste as good as we can and we try and promote the beer as, as good as we can. I mean, the Sunshine Coast is just the best place to brew and the best place to kind of um, live and have such an amazing year and, and everyone is so town proud. Like, the support that they've uh, given us over the past uh, three or four years that we've started is unreal. Um, and, I mean, every time we grow... We think that we're going to get outside the Sunshine Coast, and every time we add a new tank, we end up 
selling more beer than Sunshine Coast. They've just got such an appetite for it up here. Uh, and it's just, oh, mate, I, I, yeah. sorry, I can't believe it right now. Like, I just... just <laughs> Just, yeah. hey, 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 Christian. Just yeah. look. I, I don't want to. I don't want to pour out your uh, half-empty glass. But mate, you have gone back and checked that you did actually register, Larry, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I keep hitting the guy that I was, that was tasked with the gun. Like you did, you did, you did. I mean, just the companies that were in up here and these like high numbers. These are the these are the brewers that are were our heroes that we, we decided to kind of. Look at our jobs and just dive all into all into beer, and, and just to be up here with them, just yeah, and, I mean, and, it's, it's an honour. And mate, not to not to um, I guess you know preempt why it why it might be because at the end of the day, there's, there's just always that X factor with with craft beer is you know why is one beer that's that's identical to another you know ten times more popular? You never know. But Matt and I were lucky enough to be up your way uh, when you had your uh, your official opening of this your, time last year. Uh, this time last year, and the one thing I came away from that noticing was that. The, the engagement of the crowd, but it wasn't, you know, like craft beer fanboys. It was a lot of family. It was a lot of just, I guess, you know, hashtag normal people. Um, so, obviously, you, you've created a, a, a product in the Your Mates Brewery outside of the, the beer itself, outside of the liquid, that obviously people relate to and feel, you know, part of a community. And I think that is something that um, it makes it easier for to, to get people motivated to vote and then they're more likely to, you know, vote for the, 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 the same beer. Well, I mean, we did all the market research on our friends and our friends, like, you say the word craft beer in them and they just, uh, they almost said no before you offered the free glass of beer to them. Um, it, you know, good beer should just be for everyone, you know. That's, uh, I think that's what our philosophy has always been um, in starting the company. And, you know, that's why we've tried to make our beers approachable and relatable and, um, and full of flavour. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just love our community. We love the guys who support us. And, uh, we're just, you know, we, we started the business to get up every day in the morning and love what we're doing and hopefully that affects uh, we have this amazing team staff since last year as well and um, and you know Sunny Coast is like it's just I can't emphasize how much the Sunny Coast is just this amazing boiling pot of uh, of beers that the fun for the guys up at Nursery um, and and we're punching up our way um, Josh Donahue from Craft Beer Tours told me to say that when I spoke to you guys too um, <laughs> Mate, I was just going to give him a I, shout I, out I, 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 I encourage everyone to come up here to the coast and um, try the beers up there because um, there's amazing, there's amazing beers up here. Yeah, and we shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't downplay or underestimate um, just just how valuable to you guys up there, people like Josh Donahue and uh, and the the Sunny Coast Brewery Tours is. Um, yeah. And I know that the he's got a, a couple of vans out today, the busloads full um, who are listening. So a shout out to Josh. Well done, mate. These uh, it's, yeah, it's a good. You know, you can uh, you can reflect in the uh, bask in the reflected glory of uh, the other guys who are doing all the real hard work. Um, he's a le- he's a legend, and all the other brewers are legends. Um, the Queensland brewing scene as well, so relevant represented today. Um, it's just awesome. cool. Now we'll just hold on to you very quickly. I think we're about to see. Uh, we're a minute five, away from so the next one. And then we've got to get to on. Number five's up. So number five is up, oh, and it is fresh. It's your oh, mate, your Harry. Mate, you got hey, it. Hey, you'll be okay. Hey, little Ripper. Okay, can you hear him? Oh, can we, you hear him? It's all we can hear, mate. Hey. 
We can, but unfortunately, we, 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 we'll go and let you celebrate, actually, because we've got uh, the, the, the next call lined up as well. So. I think we've officially just lost control. Yeah, of yeah this I think podcast. we've lost control. So, <laughs> congratulations, Kristen. Thanks, mate. We'll see you for a beer soon. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, sort of, uh, Oh, there you go. So, uh, no, well, we can't claim uh, Bruce's effect for that one because. Uh, no, well, look, we, we had a plan that we were going because of how well they did last year. We thought we'd talk to him at some point within the, the top five. Knowing he was on, but yeah, thank you to Steve who'd point out they hadn't been there. So, we got to share that with him. But I'd completely forgotten. I, I just assumed that, yeah, that was it. Because I've got in my mind the top 10 from last year. Um, Fergus, from memory, last year. We, so we still haven't seen that. There's a few usual suspects that we haven't seen. XPA has either been kicked to the curb or it's it's done, it hasn't hasn't fallen from grace too far. Yeah, Pacific R we haven't seen uh, from, from Stone and Wood last year. Uh, young Henry Newtowner, have we seen? We've seen a couple of Young Henrys, haven't we? The Natural Lager. Yeah, I think your mic might not be on actually there, Fergus. Sorry, mate. John? And there, and it's, it's, yeah, there it is. The Happy days. Yeah, no, we, we haven't seen Newtowner yet or Pack Ale. Um, yeah, XPA is still to make an appearance. Um, and only four spots left. Yeah, so. Oh, Ben's boat, Crankshaft. Yeah, Crankshaft, yeah. Okay. And uh, look, I should point out too, uh, Matt, uh, obviously through, through Brews News as the Brews News editor, has been given the, um, the, the list ahead of time so that we could prepare. Um, pieces to write and media releases and that sort of stuff. Yep. I decided this year I wasn't going to know, so I'm reading, I'm discovering these as the... Uh, um, as, as, it, as it progresses, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, as, as are you. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be tight. So will those um, those four beers that we've just spoken about, will they be in or will somebody else come along and surprise us all? Well, that's it. It's, it's, it's certainly... Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to find out. We've had like 27 debuts, I think, um, so far. That's pretty huge. That's, that's, a, that's a monster. That is hey, massive. The other thing too, yeah. Matt, while we, we gave a sh- another shout-out to, to Josh Donahoe, which yeah, was, was relevant to what we were talking about there with Christian, um, also to Shane Spritzer, who's doing a very similar thing as we speak. He's out... He's doing tours and... Uh, doing a bus tour around Canberra. Um, and so a shout-out to, to Shane. Well done uh, for all the work you do for, for craft beer. He, he's not in the chat room, but he was in there earlier saying he's got to jump out on the bus. And it, it, It's interesting you mentioned that, though, Prof. So Sunshine Coast has a very, very active, dynamic cheer squad in Josh Donahoe and the Sunshine Coast mm. Beer Tours. And we They've saw done that. very well. Uh, Canberra's got some... You know, you, you've got... Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm blank on his name. Canberra um, the, is the website who's doing the... Tim, um, yep, he's got the Instagram. Uh, Shane Spritzer, who runs tours, and then he's also d- involved with Craft Beer Crew and yep, they're, they're, um, they're some they're of the other Facebook well. groups. We'll have to. Yeah. Uh, I wish I'd asked John um, whether or not they had somebody doing tours down there, and you know how much. Not so much the brewery itself, but some of those businesses that uh, in Gold Coast doing very very well, mm. and they've got the hop on um, bus tours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Jocelyn. And you know, and so, you, so you've got Burley, Black Hops, um, Lost Palms is there. Lost, Lost yeah. Palms, but they they've not featured. But Bolter, yeah. so Bolter, well. either you, you've got such a dynamic. Um, oh, Carumbin Valley Brewing. Yeah, Carumbin Valley, Valley yeah. Brewing. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're and they're mm-hmm. very active. So you've either got a very dynamic industry that is throwing up these businesses, or these businesses are potentially feeding into the. Um, mm. Success that you know, building that sense of community. And but at the end of the that. day, Matt, it really does show how if you can somehow motivate your um, 
your, your fan base to, to not just go, yeah, yeah, I do love your beer, and yeah, and if somebody asks, I'll recommend your brand, mm-hmm. um, to get them to actually get on there and, and vote. And, and, vote. Uh, and obviously some breweries do it well in terms of making it easier, and, mm. uh, and it was great to hear Mike Bray saying before, intimating that, you know, we want to, our next step is we want to make it easier for people to vote. Right. And that way, you know, if you're going to have a, a, an iPad, you know, set up at your, at your bar sort of thing, because mm. at the end of the day, that's where, obviously, Fleming, you get a lot of your instant R&D. It's your feedback, you know. You can, yeah. what, did, what did you think of that beer? I, I actually brewed it, so please feel free to tell, oh, yeah, it's a bit fruity for my taste, or it's, you know, and you can, you can tweak and, 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 and adjust your recipe. Yeah, it's the, it's the best way to get feedback, mm. to, to speak to their customers directly across the bar or to the... Uh, to our wonderful bar attendants as well, like they give you some great feedback on what the consumers are, you know, are saying about the beers. So uh, to get instant feedback from both your venues, yeah, it's invaluable. Yeah, and then the next step obviously is to is to make it easier for them to say, well, you know, at this yeah. time of the year for that one month, that four weeks, five yeah. weeks, put your money where your mouth is, support us, um, and and vote for your favourite beer. Might so need to, I might need to launch some sort of barrier reef and brews tour or something up here. To <laughs> <laughs> mm. You could do it by by on the water, yeah. All that, yeah, water and beer, perhaps <laughs> not. Um, now, just before we go, because we, we are going to uh, cross live to Yakima Valley, who has provided the hops for uh, Inspector Ryan uh, from Yakima Chief Hops, Ryan. Have we got you there, Ryan? Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Good, yeah. Good. G'day, Ryan. You got Pete here as well. How are you, mate? Ah, uh, Pete. Good to hear from you. It's been a while. And you too, mate. Now, Ryan, thank you very much for for sponsoring the, the podcast and making it all possible. You, you've been following it from the other side of the world. Have you noticed any uh, any big trends looking at it from outside? It's just exciting to see uh, a lot of changes. Um, things dropping, things moving. Um, it was great to see Biggie Juice they, making a big comeback this year um, as uh, that, that beer has made some changes and exciting to see. So, very, very exciting. And what are you noticing hop-wise? Because one of the things we've been asking the, uh, the, the, the suppliers that we've been speaking to is, you know, what are you guys hearing from brewers about what they're chasing and are you seeing that show up in the results? You know, we talk to brewers all the time about their hops and uh, just trying to keep them connected with what's new, what's coming up. Um, this year, we saw a lot of movement in hops, uh, as you all know, uh, with changes uh, from supply-wise. And now I think we're getting into some normalcy, and we just have a lot of excitement with the brewers down there uh, on board, using some American hops, and uh, we're seeing some results. Mate, what, now correct me if I'm wrong because it came up in my LinkedIn feed, but uh, Prolt Farms, um, who have a very close relationship with Bolter, um, who we've seen feature very, very strongly, I think it was, you shared recently that, I think it was as, as recently as 10 or 12 years ago, they had the farm up for sale. Yeah, that's a, that's a big part of our history. It's for a long time, uh, hop growers in the U.S., we're actually selling below the cost of production. Just uh, that was the model, the, the the strange commercial model. And you know, with with us being 100% grower owned, we give 100% not 100%, but the large majority of all of our revenue directly to growers. Um, and that's helped farms like the Peralt to go from a really tough place financially to now having one of by far the the most advanced hop farm in the world. Because you, you, I mean, you'd wonder where 
some of the brewers would be if you didn't have guys like Jason still in the industry doing what they're doing, developing the hops and uh, you know, working so closely with brewers to come up with these new beers. Yeah, it's a, it's a magical time. We just, we just had our, uh, our 64th hop convention here uh, this week, and we had over 700 uh, attendees at that hop convention, where if you back up about 10 years ago, it would have been likely the range of about 150 uh, attendees. Wow. And uh, I just said, uh, just while uh, you were chatting, I was just actually trying to f- find the details for the um, podcast because we caught up back in Germany back in November and had a very interesting chat with you, uh, Patrick Smith and Joe uh, Catron, um, talking about, and one of the things that really stuck with me was Pete and I had been in the States a little bit earlier and we'd seen the rise of the uh, craft lagers but <laughs> I, I think to, to paraphrase you basically said well they're always on tap because they're not the ones that are selling out it is the <laughs> big hoppy juicy beers that are um, selling out and so you can't always get a bit harsh <laughs> yeah the trend continues to point to people love their IPAs and they want uh, the big juicy IPAs there are more craft lagers uh, around but uh, IPA continues to drive uh, the market here in the U.S. Um, mate, just been told that we've got uh, actually Scotty on the line. So, unfortunately, last year we were able to speak directly with him because we had you on the phone and Scotty in person. But we figured that uh, if we haven't seen XBA, we've been trying to track him down and it's a bit rowdy down at the uh, Bolter Tap Room. So if we don't speak to him now, we might lose him. So, uh, yeah, look, mate, thank you very much for joining us. It's... Uh, Pretty late over in on the east coast of the on the west coast of the of the US. Um, so have we got so young Henry's new towner has just been announced number four. Four we're up to. Yep. Um, so Ryan, thank you very much for helping us uh, to bring this show out at all, and thank you very much for uh, you know being such a big part of what we do. Hey Matt, thank you for what you guys are doing for the Hot One Hundred. It's a uh, it's a fun cool competition and uh, we'll look forward to seeing who comes uh, comes in the winter this year. Well we've got three places to go so uh, there's still a chance that uh, we might see your hops feature in uh, a little bit of XPA. Hey we'll see and we'll celebrate <laughs> uh, everyone who's, who's been in the top 100. Good one Ryan thanks very much and uh, no doubt you'll be watching the countdown closely from here. Yeah sounds good thanks Matt. Thanks Pete. Thanks Ryan. There you go. I was uh, so frantically trying to get. Sorry, um, great all, to chat to Ryan. It is all happening here. He, he's fascinating. You know, he's fascinating. But uh, once you're in the top five, anything can happen. So we wanted to try and get see who we can get from Bolter. We've got Scotty or Stirls, uh lined up. But uh, when you heard what was going on in the. Um, uh, it your is, mates it is all happening <laughs> your, your mates Jill, what about, <laughs> while we're waiting so I'm just going to give a, a quick shout out uh, mate of mine Rob Grave and the, the crew down there at uh, the Anchor Bell um, Caravan Park down at uh, Phillip Island They're, uh, they, they've listened in over the last couple of years Rob's been really great in terms of being a, one of those good beer advocates Ab- knows absolutely nothing got a, he's got a palate like a duck um, but he's um, but he's, he's genuine and, and really a, a good supporter so he's got a, a crew down there listening to us so I said I'd give him a shout out Absolutely, that's great. So now, you know, just looking at the what's been going on in the chat room while we've been chatting, um, uh, Ian McNally points out no two birds, which is a real surprise. If like if you're looking at 
Yeah, Victoria. We, we, is well, it something that we'll discuss at length yeah, in the last Mazen, hour? Mazen might be onto something there about the, um, the the Victorian effect that perhaps not not that we're jaded, but that perhaps uh, there's just that less uh, um, uh, inclination to get to get active because um, it, it would certainly. I think I've seen a little bit more of, of two birds uh, social media um, spruiking of the of the hottest one hundred this year more than I can remember seeing in, in years gone by. In years gone by. Now, just getting a signal that we've got someone from Bolter HQ on the line. Who have we got there uh, from Bolter HQ? Hey, buddy, it's Scotty. Okay, Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> Wasn't quite sure. The th- things are bedlam up here, so uh, we weren't sure whether we'd be able to get through to you guys. Uh, how, how are things down at Bolter today? You must be uh, celebrating a little bit and uh, sort of picking your thumbnails uh, like last year um, on the other hand. Yeah, mate, it was a little subdued when I got in here a couple of year and a half ago, but it's definitely ramping up right now. So, well, <laughs> you know, straight, uh, we just we just heard off drafting that so far we've got, yeah, we've got seven, uh, seven in the top 100, which is the highest number since 2010. So, uh, you know, that's, that's nothing to be sneezed at. Um, you know, Hayes is coming in at eight, so that's pretty pleasing. But um, a bunch of other beers that have popped up and, Looking pretty good too. It's good to see uh, that idiot mate of mine from Feral got Biggie Juice up. So, um, <laughs> he's obviously got deep pockets as well now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I love you, Will. Scotty, um, how have mate, you... Your mate's coming in at five. It's pretty awesome too. Yeah, look, it, it, that was very exciting. We were able to sort of catch up with him uh, to, to touch base with him around about that time. But, mate... How have you guys felt? We haven't t- uh, checked in with you since the uh, since the sale. Um, how has the, the response been? Obviously, the blowback hasn't been too bad, judging by the results. But how has the uh, you know in person response been? Um, mate, it's been um, it's been actually a lot more positive than I guess we could have hoped for. I know personally that that that's what it's been um, through. Obviously, a bunch of other people in the industry, but just hunters in general. I think for the most part. Are, Really stoked for it, you know, especially folks that would, uh, you know, I guess people, if they're going to sit down, they're probably not really going to do it to our face too often. But, you know, it's been, it's been, for us, it's been sort of business as usual. We had a really big Christmas, and then, uh, you know, I had to get the, the collab beer with GP done just before Christmas. So, uh, and to have that come out this week and the response to it, that's been awesome. You know, there's been a few people going, uh, yeah, well, I only bought the beer because the GP threw Bolter, and you know, that's, people are entitled to their opinion. I think that's pretty funny, actually. But, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's been good. You know, we uh, we uh, always said we were going to get on and do what we've always done, and we've got that commitment from um, um, CUB that, that hey, you guys didn't get here by being idiots. You run a really, you know, you make awesome beers, you've got awesome branding. We run a really great business. We're just going to let you do your thing and, and help where we can. But at the same time, yeah. At the same time, you know, whilst you've you, you've negotiated this control, and you know, the big guys have learned a lot from the mistakes that they made early on. In, I think in, so, yeah. Yeah, but, but in, in in some, and this is probably more for the sales team than the the, the guys making the beer. But I mean, you you guys would be with with, with the contracts that you've got that it's not just you know you haven't been paid out completely now you've got three five-year milestones um yep. to, to to reach the competition between say you and four pines and uh pirate life in the same stable is going to be pretty intense because you're all going to be in, in uh, you know eyeing that final uh you know finishing line um 
Yeah, I guess there's that, but there's also the idea that of, of, uh, a sort of united stance as well. You know, that, that we've got, we're going to have, we'll have shared victories and and hopefully track shared, you know, problems together. You know, we're uh, we're in no doubt for us that you know that, that us as a, as a block, if you like, as a crafty block, can do a lot of good things inside CB. And you know, we're pushing. Uh, we've always been super strict around. Uh, cold chain, you know, getting our view wherever it needs to be cold, and they would be committed to doing that, you know, with us. Um, and um, you know, they're the guys that are bringing in the conversation, going, "Hey, this could be really good for all and fire life as well." And they're like, "Oh, bring it on!" You know, the, the more that we can do, uh, the more that we can do together, and, and sort of solve things together, then so you know what? I don't know if there's any, any left. Friendly competition or rivalries, and there would have always been anyway. We, you know, we deeply admire and respect those guys, and they do us. You know, on that, on that point, you know, each, each brewery's got to do the best it can. Each business has to do the best it can, and uh, that's what's going to happen. Mate, the, uh, the phone line we've got with you there is a, a little bit dodgy, but if you can hear us... Um, can, can you ask CB yep. to upgrade your yeah, phone line? Just get, up, just get up to a new plan or something. Get off get off. Yeah, hey, I dropped my phone just before Christmas. So I was definitely held together with sticky paper. You know that thing <laughs> you, you put on my head to keep the glass out of my fingers. And, just yeah, one question. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so the payout's going well. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's two more minutes till uh, the next one, so we might just keep you just to see uh, what ticks over next. But, um, yep. Scotty, I was sitting at home this week having been sent a can of the Dry Haze, um, your, your new collaboration yep. uh, with Garage Project. And love the beer. Congratulations on it. But I, was, I, I felt moved to send you a text. We first met, what, 10 years ago, sitting at the Sunshine Coast, uh, having a... The, the, the Dunkelweizen that you made there. Yep. Um, how, how, much has this, how, how much has beer changed since you turned pro? Mate, remarkably, you know, there's, there's no doubt. Uh, when I was making beers up there for, um, for Greg, you know, the stable of beers in there were quite probably really on the fringes in a lot of cases, you know, Rye ESB and the and a Ralph beer and, and the German beers that I was sort of bringing in there as well. So in one sense, we were like, we're kind of on the fringes, pretty wacky. And then to realise, uh, you know, in the sort of 10 years since, how, how much further beers extrapolated out from that, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know. And the fact that a beer like this one that is um, so dry but still hazy, but, you know, and it's got this, uh, this fantastic star bro from, from our good mate Jason Peralt, you know, it's been... Uh, you're right, you know, it's just crazy. Who would have, there's no way when I first met you that we'd have any idea that any of this was possible. Right? So, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say other than that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, no. it's a hell of a ride, mate, as you know. Like, uh, I don't think there are too many people in craft here that are bored these days. That way. And it's an exciting, exciting time to, to be a beer drinker, that's for sure. Oh, I hope so. Like, you know, my, my daughters are both now of legal drinking age and, um, I've been saying this for a while, but they are the first generation who will probably expect to have 30 or 40 different beers in the fridge at their, uh, at their local bottle. So I guess over that 10 years, that's maybe, that's maybe the most remarkable thing. Oh, so sorry. Did you see that? coming third again. Um, no, so it's just come up. So Ben spoke third, so okay. Crankshaft. Yeah. 
same, well, mate, same position as last year, same as uh, young Henry's was fourth last year. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I just wanted to see what was coming in third before we uh, uh, let you go. So mate, we'll let you go and party with the team back there because I don't think the phone line's going to hold up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, still the Kelly's head off. Yeah, that's okay. We love the mic, as you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you go and see what comes in. Uh, you know, look, looking good for one or two. Only two spots left, mate. So uh, good luck for uh, handsome Elvis. Good luck, Sammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Handsome Elvis and Lager. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be greedy. I voted for oh, Pilsner. Mate, whatever one and two are, they're going to be worthy, whether they're ours or not. And yeah. uh, congratulations to all the other brewers and... Uh, and folks working in breweries and owners and everything, everybody in the industry. It's uh, an awesome day for Aussie craft here. And, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, long may that be the case. Beautiful, Scotty. Well, all the best to you and the team down there. Enjoy whatever happens uh, for the next two. Right, uh, thanks, Legend. Thanks, mate. Bye for now. Have a good Oh, there you go. So, look, there, there you go. So, uh, oh, gee, it sounds like they've got a good crowd in there. It was interesting that they were feeling a little bit subdued at the start, and mm. Bolter has taken a really you know, I guess they're on a hiding to nothing. If they campaign for it and they get the immediate blowback, they look like mugs. Um, if they play it fairly cool, they say, oh, we didn't sort of exactly campaign um, all that hard um, and anything's a bonus. Exactly. It's a bit of a zero sum. They can't win. They can't lose. Yeah. It, it's, it's, and look, it does just show, look, there's probably a number of elements that, that factor into this, Matt, and one would have to be, is, it, is the sale too soon? Is it too close to... To, to voting that it hasn't really had as much of an effect, or at the end of the day is, it, and look, we're assuming that XPA is going to is going to be somewhere there in the in that top two. If it hasn't come up yet, it's either in the it's in the, either in the the bottom, uh, or it's in the top two. That it's just such a good beer, and people still have such a um, a warm feeling towards it that it, it hasn't suffered um, in the same way that we've seen with Green Beacon, with Four Pines, and uh, and with with Feral. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, I, I think it's great that... The other thing that I really liked about when Sterling was talking about it, he said, look, we don't want to do the um, presidential-style campaign where, you know, you tell us the beers that are responding to you because, you know, that is great market research. So they, they don't sort of say, go vote for XPA. Um, they're happy for people to go, well, look, I really like this beer. Um, which I, I hear everything that Muslim said. I just had a beautiful... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so what's this? It's, it's not, not the, the Pilsner. Pilsner. No. Oh, we're onto the Kolsch. Oh, the Kolsch. Look at that beautiful... That is dense. magnificent. Sorry, th- th- this is terrible radio talking about the beers. We've just been served. <laughs> but when some, um, I'll tell you what, the mouth was starting to get just a little bit dry. Yeah, it was. We've been talking non-stop. One beer, two hours. And getting um, whipped up in the uh, the emotion and the uh, the excitement from, first of all, from, from Feral, um, then uh, whatever was happening down there at, uh, at your mate's. Uh, we almost skipped over the fact that Young Henry's, and I'm going to say Young for the Henry's, third yeah. year in a row, number four. Now that can't be coincidence. It's it's kind of it just can't quite get onto the podium, but it's it's never out of the top ten. It's just holding that one. I'll spot. actually say I was in Sydney for, just for a day, um, three or four weeks ago. Um, walking in, just stopped in random um, pubs. If there is going to be one craft beer on in a pub in Sydney. Odds are it's going to be a uh, Young Henry's beer. They oh, really, okay. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. And not necessarily. Not New just Town. Newtowner. Okay. The, the, you know, young Henry's. Because I, I wondered whether that. Because to me, I think I, I think there are beers that they brew that are, uh, to me, far more rewarding. Yep. Than the Newtowner. But then again, 
Newtown, you could say, well, it's Barley Griffin. It's you know, like it, yep. it's a nice. It, it straddles that line between it's a, it's a, a nail dressed as a lager kind of thing. It's approachable. Yep. Um, it's got beautiful balance. There's nothing you know. It's a faultless beer, but it just surprises me that. And again, perhaps that's just the you know, garnishing or garnering support from your your fan base. Yep. And look, their beer quality has, you know, they've always had a great brand, but their beer quality has really stepped up over the last uh, couple of years, uh, doing it really, you know, and do, doing it really well. But it's just a, a beer that really seems to have found a niche um, in certain parts of Sydney. Um, so it's not surprising it's doing so well. And great to see Ben Spoke. Yeah. Uh, ben Spoke doing so. Another Canberra beer. Um, they've got a great brand, very strong uh, you know, presence, but the, the, the beer is it's award-winning beer as well. It also kind of kicks the shit out of my theory that um, you know, if you have a lot of beers, um, they're going to take votes away from each other. But clearly, Ben Spoke and Bolter um, and your mates, uh, I guess, disproved that theory. Uh, well, Feral as well. Feral three or four in the in the top one hundred. Um, Going on the stats man, Fergus. Fergus, bring us up to speed on the stats. Down the boundary line now. I think it's two. It was, uh, yeah, Biggie Juice and Imperial Biggie Juice. And from what I can... Uh, and Hop Hog. Yeah, Hop Hog. So, hop-hog as well. yeah, three, three there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three for... Uh, but it's interesting too. I, I'm, I'm going to look at the, the pointy end. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, you know, the, the top seven or eight. We've, we've had a couple of uh, notable debuts. Um the others have moved, you know, down a, a spot or two in uh, the Beechworth Pale Ale, the Hop Nation Jedi Juice and the Kaiju Crush. Uh, Newtowner and Bent Spoke uh, Crankshaft in the same spot. Uh, Larry's moved into the top ten. <laughs> Feral mm. Biggie Juice. I just, I, it just keeps jumping out at me, this little arrow with the number 93 <laughs> next to it. <laughs> That's massive. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. But presumably we've got a couple of old favourites left at the top. There's been a lot of, a lot of movement. We're yeah, all sort of saying, geez, what's, what's dropped out um, for so many new beers coming into the, the top 100? And yet the top end, there's just something clearly uh, that resonates with so many people uh, at a level that, that they, you know either include it or it's, it's got to be included in their first or second choice exactly for, right. for those beers to yep. keep, to maintain that sort of um, uh, position. Without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. No. I was just looking at my, uh, my watch to see how we were going because three, well, will three give us two? In the past years we've known um, it, it's a big wild card, but, you know, what does everyone reckon? Um, well, as I said, we, we, we haven't seen Pacquiao, we haven't seen um, XPA. Pacific so Pacific well, Pacquiao's going to be there. Pacific up. Yeah. Unless there's a massive <laughs> blowback uh, for Stone and Wood for being too successful. That's it. Um, you know, Bolter is the, Bolter is the Bolter because, yep. you know, look, I would genuinely have expected a little bit more of a blowback against them yep. so soon after. Um, yeah, yep. Uh, Luke Phillips in the um, in the chat room has made a good point. Uh, who cares about brewery selling? Uh, let's just celebrate great beer, and that's, that's exactly I think, right. At the yeah. end of the day, and what what the hottest one hundred uh, is really about? Because at the end of the day, there'll be plenty of people out there who will make the decision with their wallet yep. to support independent over uh, a big brewery owned. But there'll be lots brewery. of people who just they'll just buy the beer because they like it, no matter. It, who it's, brews it's it? Never who done me wrong. It? It's, I've never had a bad one. Um, I didn't know they'd sold, or I do, and I don't care. And I, I get that there's a lot of that. Yeah, that's right. And I think I think as time goes by, I think people be going to be a little bit more apathetic to when brewers sort of if they sell out or not. They're just like as long as the beer just stays stays the same, it's still tasting good. I'll still drink it. Yeah. So. so how does that play to the independence campaign? Then do you think you know? Uh, are we 
are we going to see that that matters less and less to people, or is that something? Oh, that I, it's still, I think it's st- it's still incredibly important at the end of the day because people do. I think half the reason as well with um, independent is people they know where their money is actually going, what's been spent on, all of that, and staying right here in the country and the jobs that you know these industries, these you know these breweries are actually supporting. You know, it's all one hundred percent local at the at the end of the day, and that will still resonate quite strongly, um, even in terms of. You know, ingredients, is it local, all that sort of stuff that resonates still quite strongly as well. So we will see that. But I think um, I think as well there is a little bit where, you know, if a brewery's done well, they've been really, really, really successful, um, uh, there's probably not much more that they can prove. And, you know, they happen to sell. I think people are going to be a le- little less upset about yeah, it, really. Yeah, I think there's probably a, a bit of an element of, you bastards, I hate that you're sold, but you bastards, you make such a good beer. <laughs> you know, <Yep>. I think <laughs> I'm still going to buy it, still going to vote for it. I think mm-hmm. they've got the strategy right as well. You've got great beer, great marketing, great team and community behind them. Mm-hmm. They'll always be successful when you've got that, you know, you've got that combination together. And I think too, Clemmy, there's something that, that I guess you guys will take, because from what I've seen here, you guys uh, have got a great product. You've got a sensational venue. The beers are absolutely on point. Careful, Prof, if they come it's in at number one. There's already memes being created uh, saying that uh, Pilsen is number one. Oh, we'll do uh, a nudie yeah. run at, around the wharf uh, <laughs> twice. And safe, this, no, but seriously. No, yeah, no, 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 no offence <laughs> to the Pilsen, because I mean, I've been loving it, but I, I'll be gobsmacked if that happens. I, I, I did expect to see the, the, the Pilsen in the, in the top 100. But what I was going to say was each... Hottest 100, I think, is an uh, an opportunity to build on what you've already what you've already got. So uh, you can sort of, you know, build on that. Yeah, for, absolutely. For next year. I think. All right. So I just got to. I want to wow. just uh, chip in as well. Um, I just, oh, have we got number two? The number two oh, has number two. Bolter. There we go. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. SBA. You can almost hear the cheer. From Corumban, fourteen traded <laughs> well, away. Well, the, the, the cheer from Corumban or the cheer from Byron Bay. Well, yeah. Well, geez, you're Mate, making well, a big assumption there. <laughs> well, it could be handsome Elvis. It, it I might have be. been right. Could, um, there you go. It could so be Hemingway's pill. It's probably not. I, I should, we Sorry, should have kept Scotty on the no, line a little okay. bit longer. Um, well, we weren't tonight. No. <laughs> um, apparently, we were. Um, Thanks for the mention. Uh, sorry, th- th- this is from Canberra. Um, Matt Farrington, uh, whose name I couldn't remember before. Um, thanks for the mention of Canberra. On the topic of promoting the scene or rallying votes, I don't share or spruik individual breweries' uh, posts about voting. I just post brewery neutral reminders that polls are open. And so I didn't mean to suggest that he campaigned for a brewery, but more no, no, than no, no, he was championing um, you know, the, the fact that you've got guys like him in a region who are obviously stalwarts of the region, um, boosters for Can... You know, his name gives it away. It's Canberra, um, is, is the uh, uh, thing that... I, I do wonder whether that does play into um, when you've got such active people pulling a community together, whether that does lead to more people feeling motivated to, blo- to, yeah, to vote. 100%. And uh, newsflash, I should have uh, mentioned before, but we jumped up to uh, 170-odd listeners. Um, then we jumped up to 206. We're up to 237 listeners now, just for those who are wondering. That's just uh, currently listening. I think people come, come in and go. And yeah, and yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So that's a current listening. So the, thank you very much for supporting us. Um, Ian McNally in the, uh, the chat room. Very interesting point. I wonder how many breweries have spent a regrettable amount on social media promos for the Hottest 100. Will that result in an increase or a fall in marketing spend next year? I'm not across, because uh, I don't do this, the, the sort of the back end side of, um, of Brews News. I'm assuming like sponsored posts. Well, we don't we don't sponsor posts. No, it's no, just, but, yeah. but is this is this what, what Ian's talking about? Is well, that, I, I like, guess how, so do you, how do you spend money? 
Well, you, you post something and there's a little thing, do you want to promote this? Yep. And then your credit card's linked to it and you go, oh, look, I want to... Actually, Marty, um, who's got a very successful... Um, uh, he doesn't have a mic, unfortunately. But uh, um, uh, you post something and then you um, uh, promote this post and you say how much you want to put behind it, over what period of time. Um, so that... Uh, the fact that Marty just sat down again after yeah. going to get the to the microphone says <laughs> you nailed the uh, explanation. Okay, so, so but, but what sort of money were you talking about? Well, it depends. Like you can spend five dollars in a day, um, or you can spend fifty dollars in, in in a day. Um, you can spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars in a day, I guess. So you can put whatever money behind you want. Um, I mean, I in our little part of the world um, that we do in in, in Bruce News, I don't do that because I figure the people who find who want our content will find it because it's a little bit niche. We don't go the wider consumer. Yeah. We go the industry, prosumer and highly engaged consumer and they're pretty much going to find us anyway. But for a festival, Marty, um, just, just not if you, if you agree, for a festival, do you find that your reach that you get from a paid post is, is uh, multiplied? I'll, I'll hand over the uh, mic for you. Yeah, so Matt, the, the reality is is that uh, social media platforms, especially Facebook and Instagram, were pretty egalitarian in their early days. Um, and um, posts used to gain a organic reach based on whether or not people interacted with them or not, whereas that's now been traded for the mighty buck. And um, really, you can have a post that almost goes viral that a lot of people interact with, etc., but it will still only reach a certain portion of your total audience uh, to reach the whole portion of that total audience um, you need to basically fund that and um, so you can you can spend an unlimited amount of money on on social media um, and I think the number now is down to something like two or three percent of your audience get a post uh, when you post it on Facebook. But and, and we found that the amount of sharing that we get and the number of likes and things that does give us a reach. Do you know what the engagement is like if you Actually, I don't have a mic, so I'm leaning in very closely to Pete at the moment. <laughs> um, if you've got, uh, do you get good engagement from paid um, or sponsored posts? And secondly, if you are a brewery um, engaged in this sort of thing that isn't just awareness, it's engagement, would you be putting money behind a social media campaign for this sort of campaign? So, firstly, it just depends on how interactive the post is. So. Whether or not you, you put money behind it or not, if it reaches a person and they interact with it, then uh, it will actually go on and become more viral. So, um, uh, you know, it's just about whether or not that reach happens organically or, or via a paid uh, post. Regarding Hottest 100, I, I don't know if, if brewers, brewers are spending a huge amount of money on social media um, posting and, uh, um, you know, getting that, um, getting that uh, post... Uh, amplified via via sponsorship, um, you know. I think the the people who read these things are pretty um, pretty uh, clued on to whether or not a post is sponsored or not. And I think you know that that sort of uh, terminology, it's a sponsored post, kind of gives away that you know it might be driven by the boardroom rather than by the beer. Yep. Speaking of uh, of reach, um, shout out to Paul Bergamini who's um, listening in from New Zealand. So there's a bit of reach for us. If anyone is in the uh, chat room uh, or if you're listening, just jump on the chat room. Just give us a bit of an idea of where you are from because I think we can possibly get some stats some, somewhere along the line, but it'd be just interesting to know. So, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, Paul. Yeah, so uh, in interesting topic on, um, yeah, whether or not 
as James Davidson suggests, you know, reach is good with paid content, but it doesn't necessarily mean conversions. And Ian McNally, who so, has a terrific uh, podcast. Um, the Chosen Brew. The, the Chosen Brew. Um, highly recommend. Uh, it's had some really great guests up until guests, now. And I love his interviewing style as well. Um, yep. Actually, we, we should do a collab um, at, at some stage. Um, Ian, if you're listening, which you are. The um, chosen, but Ian, the sorry, chosen Brew's News. Chosen Brew's News. <laughs> there you go. Um, it itself. Ian McNally, uh, yep, it's much easier to click or like than go out and buy a beer. And I think that's very much true. It's easier. You just slacktivism, you, you click like. And it doesn't mean necessarily you then will go out of the page that you're in, go through the mental process of considering your beers and sort of entering. You just go, it's too hard. And, uh, move on. Julian Barclay, he's over in Miami. And then he puts, um, good call, GC. Oh, Gold Coast. Oh, Miami, Sorry, Miami Gold on the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure. Jeez, they, they, these lawyers are well paid. Actually, I, I had a um, shout-out from... Uh, we had a shout-out from uh, Matt Jankowskis. Uh, from Bruhaha. From Bruhaha, who's on the West Coast at the other side. Literally, on the, at, at the other side brewery. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, and hey, raised a big that's, toast. Now, actually, that's... A, and, it, and it's often until you get the... 100 to 200 results, but other side, which I've seen, I've seen so much, uh, not hold uh, of 100 related, but just other side uh, posts, reviews, um, and obviously we we spoke to Reese Lopez, and there was that little bit of interaction yep. about uh, ABAC and, and all that sort of thing. So it's hmm. one thing I thought, oh, I expect to see them yeah. perform well. I've just been seeing a lot of their beers out, um, just in general at the bottle shops now. So. Um, that's over in Queensland, so they're really... They're oh, really? really they're yeah. over there, are they? Yeah, yeah, they're finding... Triple um, one three, maybe a buy for a beer inside yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. There we go, so let's, let's see if we can plant that seed. And I must admit, they were, they were very active this year. Um, in my role as the, the head steward for the mm. Indies, um, I remember unpacking a lot of their beer and thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, and, but mm. I'm, I'm not necessarily out in bottle shops a lot in yeah. Melbourne, but it's interesting that if they're up in Queensland, presumably they're also... Around about in in Melbourne, so that that yep. surprises me again because I just see so much organic or native, um, you know, natural uh, support for for that for that particular brewery. Mm. And the same with Two Birds, you know, Two yep. Birds, um, Two Birds came up on uh, like a, a Western Suburbs. Uh, I saw Jane on a, yeah. uh, a a video promoting, you know, as part of the you know a business in the Western Suburbs. Yeah. Now that sort of thing is obviously not. Can you come in and make this video because mm. I want to represent our brand? So, yeah, Two Birds kind of surprises me because yeah. Taco was, was one that featured very well. Golden Ale was just about always there. Oh, number one's up? Well, what could it oh, be? One minute. Oh, one, one minute. minute. Sorry, oh, okay. one minute. Sorry, yeah. So when you put your hand up for one, John, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So point to the watch. In one minute, the number one will be revealed. <laughs> just a producer. I can see there. how that can be uh, confusing <laughs> for the kids at home. Um, Hey, I might take this opportunity, Matt, to thank everyone who... Obviously, we can hang around for an hour after the, um, the, the number one beer is released and we're gonna, we've still got a few more people that we're going to, to well, speak to. We'll see who we can get once the party's started. That's it. But thank you very much to all of our listeners. As I say, we're, we're constantly astounded by the number of people who um, make the effort to, to get off their AHSS and um, jump into the, the chat room to engage with us. And, and presumably there's a, there's a heap of others there who are, who are listening along. So hopefully we've uh, managed to give them all a shout-out. I'm going to give another shout-out uh, to Aaron Gladke, uh, who's a, a good friend of the program, who's um, just uh, realised, yeah, just been given a, a, a rather bleak diagnosis of, um, of cancer and uh, he's very much determined to uh, 
in the next few weeks, uh, certainly until the, uh, the radiotherapy and the chemotherapy kicks in, he's going to make the most of, of every beer because uh, there's, a, there's a chance that he, he may lose um, part of his, uh, his, his sense of taste. So uh, we'll give a shout-out to him and I'm Can sure that the thank you community... to all of the listeners that, having heard the podcast, jumped on. It was, like, it was, it was just such a lovely thing because we didn't ask people to do that. Have we got number that one? That wasn't a minute. Um, oh, yes, it we got was. Number one? Or, but, yeah, number no, one, it's just, yeah, just a, such a lovely thing dropped. to organically... Um, jump on. Jump um, on and, and be yeah, very very supportive of Aaron. So good on you, mate. And number one, drum roll, please. Come on, we, we queued this up. We had this ready. <laughs> just like in <laughs> rehearsal, John, just like in rehearsal. <laughs> and the number one beer in the Gab's Hottest 100 Australian Craft Beer Survey for 2019 is Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. Up one position from last year, Matt. Mm. Yeah, look, Edward, so, so that's uh, how many times has it been one or two? You know, we should have had a big applause thing because it kind of went flat as a shit carter's hat. <laughs> yeah, After yeah, the, yeah. the drum roll, we kind of yeah, we kind of set it up and then uh, didn't knock it down. Make a note for next <laughs> year. For next year, we need the yeah. Thank you, Matt. Uh, yeah, look, I guess no surprise there. Uh, a worthy well, winner. Once, it, well, once we knew Bolter, there was no surprise. But I don't look. I, I I think you know a lot of people are tipping Ben Spoke. Um, I, I, I must I, admit, I, I thought Ben Spoke might have because as I you know the, as I said before, the the top four. It's pretty much the same for the last three years. Um, Bolter was third, I think, the first year. At, oh, it debuted at 14, mm. sorry. Then went, I oh, might, have, might have gone straight to one and then mm. backed it up again. Um, number two this year. So there's not a lot of change there at that, at that top end. But the funny thing now, just, just distracted myself, looking at the top ten, all cans. Well, that's the photos, though. Yeah. They're yeah, all available yeah. in cans, but... Oh, true. Stonerwood is bottles is Pacific as well. Ale, yeah, probably the only one that's not exclusively... In cans now, I think. All those others are exclusive. Okay, they're, they're can. exclusive in cans. Okay. Because um, Beechworth Pale Ale, I think there's still some stock around in the in bottles, but uh, I know uh, as a posse oh, member is it? that the uh, last few pale ales have turned up in, in cans. New Tent are still around in bottles as well, so I've still seen some of that. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen them around for a while, uh, uh, but it but might be because my eye is drawn to the can. Yep. Apparently, uh, giving Julian a shout-out gave his group of friends a heart attack, so uh, <laughs> let's see if we can finish the job, Julian. Oh, easy. <laughs> uh, Rough. So, uh, well, so, so what are we going to do now? Um, now, we'll send... Go see if we can get um, anybody from Stone and Wood on the line, I guess. God, imagine what it's going to be like uh, down there. Or oh, both. At both yeah, venues. At both. They'll be going off tap at hey, the Melbourne Bar and Next year, we'll see if we can... Uh, our good friends at Cry Malt... Um, uh, seeing we've got him here, Fergus. Uh, oh, put him on the spot. And, and, and Yakima Chief. And uh, see whether we can get some live stream cameras in some of these venues so we can sort of see what it looks like uh, I know, when I know, it goes off. I know a man with a couple of GoPros. We could probably work something Alistair out. Alistair Robbie? It would be good, yeah. yeah it would. But, but then again, we're, we're an audio podcast. so like No, true. But if there was some way that you could get it... Uh, Even if we could see it and share it on the... Um, yeah. We could probably live stream on the... Um, Radio Brews News Group through Facebook. Yeah, it's got a little bit loose in here this afternoon. I don't think anyone really needs a <laughs> webcam. <laughs> well, here. not in here. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Yeah, now, Clemmy, I'd have to say that sorry we didn't uh, have any. The, you know, the, the Brews News magic dust clearly only goes so it only spreads so far. It doesn't go this far north. Well, we're, we're just happy to be involved in it again, and uh, you know, part of uh, part of having you guys here, which is just fantastic for the region, is just that you know. Getting everyone educated and the community educated about just drinking great beer. Yep, and like we were saying before, before we were, we were cut off, that 
it's it's a springboard for next year. So you you can almost judge this year's results on on how you do next year. Um, even uh, are there more people actively involved? Are there more people asking? Oh, you know, when's that hottest one hundred thing coming on, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, now that we know uh, who the number one is, we've managed to track somebody down from Stone and Wood, and it's uh, Nick Boots, who's recently been appointed the general manager. The general manager. So congratulations, uh, mate. You, you, you look what your appointment has brung. <laughs> Oh, I've got a magic touch, boys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, we're stoked and um, absolute credit to the whole crew to, uh, to to do that, to be on the podium again. Whether it was you know, one, two or three, wasn't going to be a game breaker for us, but it's, it's just wonderful to have that longevity uh, for a 10th year up there, which you know, with such, you know, such awesome names as um, you know, the other beers up there. It's uh Awesome. Mate, mate, these things often, you know, sorry, these things obviously matter because you, you campaigned reasonably hard for it. I remember the, the day the Bolter sale was announced, there was a, a pretty quick post up saying, you know, vote for the, the, the independent, independent beer, independent beer, and not just vote for us. It was vote for Pacific Ale. So, how you know how important is this to the brand and in the marketplace? Yeah. Guys, it's hard to put you know it's hard to put a, a number on it or a uh, or, or a great measure on it. For us, it's a, it's a good measure, I think, of our success internally. Um, how we're going from from distribution point of view and getting it into into hands and into fridges, uh, and also from a marketing point of view, you know how many people out there know a stone and wood. And, you know, there's still probably 60 percent of drinkers in Australia who've never tried the original Pacific Ale. Um, so. For us, actually, you know, finishing uh, well in this competition is as much about building the brand um, for for everybody else and new drinkers who have never trialled it uh, as it is to, um, you know, to, to take the gong again for those that have been voting for us for many years. Yeah, and Nick, to that point, um, from personal experience, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's only anecdotal, but living in the uh, at the outer east of Melbourne, um, what we call east of Glenferry, which is effectively, you know, a craft beer wasteland, um, but out where I am at the foot of the Dandenongs, there's a, a few large ALH pubs, um, you know, the, the typical sports bar, front bar, um, sports tab thing, um, and, a, and a family bistro. And what I've really noticed in the last couple of years um, on the odd occasion that I, I go there with, with a certain group of friends is that um, all of a sudden, the you know, the we've, we've had the... The VB taps, the Carlton Draft Brewery Fresh, you know, with the tanks and all that sort of thing, uh, and then we've had uh, perhaps a Furphy or a, you know a Creatures, something like that. Recently, that one last tap, instead of being um, you know a, a Great Northern or whatever it might be, has been Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. So I think you know we can't underestimate the the value of of just bringing something new and the the you know. You are one of, I guess, the few brands that has the the heft that can kind of, I guess, um, you know, carry the flag for for everyone who follows. Yeah, look, Prof, I think you're right, and um, you know, we play increasingly playing that gateway role um, between you know the corporately owned mainstream beers um, and you know the really pointing in craft stuff, and you know, we we play a nice position there. That once upon a time, you know, we were a new entry in the craft space 11, 12 years ago. Now, for a lot of people, we're well-known, but still for a large chunk of those consumers, uh, perhaps regional areas or non-metro inner-city areas, we are still their first craft beer they're trying. And when you look at independent craft beer, it's still a fraction of the market, and there's still 90-plus percent out there 
for us all to get. So if we open those doors in those venues and open people's palate, um, and then they might try any other great independent craft beer, then for us, that's a win. Whether it's ours or somebody else's, it doesn't matter. But it's, it's actually opening up their minds, opening up their palates, and that's, that's a great win for, uh, I think, the whole craft industry. Yeah, mate. And look, I, I know that um, knowing you guys as well as I do, I know the uh, the humility um, will, will will I guess stop you guys from uh, you know getting big heads over all of this. But believe me when I say that uh, the Stonewood Pacific Ale, as Draft Ale, made its debut uh, in in its first year, um, and it was probably only I think it came out in April, if I'm not mistaken. So it was only you know sort of you know the, the best part of half a year before the before the voting came along, and it it, it featured reasonably uh, high up in the top thirty or so, I think from memory. But since then, it's not just been in the top one hundred. Um, every single year it has been a podium beer. So it's, it's either been first, second or third in every year after that. So I think that really kudos to you guys because it's it ain't broke, don't fix it is, is obviously the mantra. So you haven't tinkered with it. You haven't tried to sort of, you know, um, I guess uh, do anything other than, than stay true to, to what Pacific Ale was to so many people in those, you know, those formative years. Maybe you did right and we... We're still many millions of litres short of being able to satisfy demand. You know, if we could make uh, all the demand, all the orders that we receive, it'd be millions more litres. Um, but we don't. We don't want to compromise. We really still want to keep true to what's made the business great. Um, and it's also awesome to see some of our other brands starting to do so well. You know, Cloudcatcher up to twenty three. Um, we're stoked about it's a great pale ale and really kicking goals for us to gather up. Um, debuting at 69, Counterculture, debuting with Sticky Nectar at 82. Um, we're just as pumped with those results and those other brands in our portfolio coming through as getting Pacific Ale up there uh, at number one. Mate, if I could, you know, put a slight dampener, and it's only just a, it's a light drizzle, I'm not going to rain on the parade, but... <laughs> We were talking early, um, and particularly in the in the bottom half of the the, the hottest one hundred this year, uh, so many lagers were, were were represented, and so I thought, oh, this is this is it. Maybe Green Coast, you know, which I think is a, a, a standard um, in terms of that that Munich Heller style. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that that didn't make the top one hundred. I just wonder whether it's the you know the Premiership team where uh, too many of the uh, your other uh, champions were taking votes off it. Mate, quite possibly. And you know what? I thought it would be there too, um, if I'm completely honest. Um, I do wonder, though, you know, we've been pushing that hard, even to the point where, you know, in our minds, that now plays the role um, of a premium domestic beer, you know, up against the bogues of the world. And we've got billboards in, in Brisbane uh, and the like, and we're playing, we're starting to really play with the big boys up there, albeit it's premium quality, premium price. Um, so perhaps people just said, hey, you know, I see it more in that space rather than, than craft. But, um, you know, we'll, time will tell. We'll, uh, we'll keep chipping away at that one. Mate, I'll have to say the Green Coast Lager is just always... It, it's probably in my fridge more often these days than Pacific Ale, I'm sorry to say. Um, but it's just such a, a, a good beer. Gold standard, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, right. It, you know, we've doubled, we've doubled our volume in the last year and uh, it, it, it's killing it. So we're, we're stoked with how it's going. Um, but if it didn't feature there today, then that's, you know that's fine. It doesn't mean it's still not an awesome beer. That's yeah, that's killing it for for us. But how, as a business, and you, admittedly, you've just stepped into the hot seat of uh, of driving the stone and wood business. But you know, how much do you guys talk about? 
being so heavily focused on one beer and you know that whole eggs in one basket thing you know having strong second and third uh, places would become increasingly important in such a dynamic industry I'd imagine yeah you're quite right you know the old eggs in one basket you know is something we're mindful of um, so while we continue to drive Pacific Ale um, uh, hard because we still know penetration has still got a long way to go I mean I still go to a barbecue with, you know, Stonewood Pacific Ale, and there's people there that have never tried it. So we're not going to take the foot off the pedal there, but at the same time, we are really pushing hard with Cloud Catcher Pale and Green Coast, and, you know, they form a really strong core three of our business, and, and then that builds us room, you know, to play with things like the Gatherer uh, in that fruit space, um, and then counterculture at that really pointy end space that's, you know, really, really doing really well for us as well. Um, so it's it's certainly on the radar, yeah, but you know we don't we don't see it as a risk, and um, you know we're we're stoked with how all the brands going. Mate, I know getting the number one position is probably deemed reasonably um, you know valuable, but um, don't underestimate the, the fact that you know like we talk about the gatherer uh, can pretty much guarantee that that is the first Gab's hottest one hundred beer to um, feature both cucumber and mint. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Credit to this. To the brewers, uh, and that one you did has been great in our tap room for a couple of years. You know, tried to bust a move and just distribute it nationally, um, and um, we've had some great wins uh, on that as well. Despite only treading pretty lightly uh, so far to introduce it, and we'll, um, you know, we'll continue to see that and dial that up over the years, and and who knows where that might feature in uh, in coming years. Hey, mate, I will say, I don't often drink gin, but when I do, I drink it with the gatherer. <laughs> so, I, it, it, it's it, the it, beauty, it, you know. I've plenty of people serving it in cocktails, uh, and, uh, yes, yeah, it's doing uh, its thing. So, mate, how, how I think, where are you counting down? Um, we haven't even sort of uh, spoken to you about that. So, you're, are you with the team? Are you gathered? You know, was it something that you guys wanted to all share together? Yeah, we're at the Byron Brewery uh, today. I'm here with uh, with Roscoe and uh, Benny Summons and um, the founders. Uh, to be honest, any of the Stonewood crew that wanted to come along today, we've we've been absolutely smashed by a, an enormous crowd, which is amazing. And you know, in Byron, you get a little bit of rain too, and the beach is empty, uh, and then the brewery um, still so overflowing. So we've been uh, we've been listening to the countdown here, enjoying uh, enjoying beers. Um, just watching, watching the movers, and it's, I've got to say, it's just awesome to see so many new names uh, in the top 100 this year, and um, and it really shows, you know, the growth of the industry, the strength of the industry that we've got. You know, these these new uh, debut beers uh, on the list, you know, continuing to, to put pressure on on all the old uh, the old players like us, if you like, um, to continue to to improve and, and keep our keep our game up. So. Uh, uh, we've had a great day here. We've just, uh, Roscoe's just been up on the bar, uh, shouted everybody here. So uh, <laughs> nobody's, uh, nobody's uh, going anywhere for a while. So it, it, it sounds like, you know, the, the fact that you're all there and you're sharing this together, it, it, it sounds like that it's uh, like you, you feel pretty excited and proud and, I mean, I'd vindicated probably not the right word, but it, 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 it's something that really matters to you as a, as, as a Stone and Wood family. Um. Oh look, it's 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 lovely, yeah. It, um, you know, it is important um, uh, to a degree. You know, it is a bit of a popularity competition. Um, there's there's no two ways about that. Uh, and the fact, you know, when it got to the top three, and you know, we we hadn't seen Pacific Hour yet. You know, we all said, 
that's wonderful. We've made it onto the podium again for a tenth year, and whether we're one, two, or three, we're cool with that. We're really cool and content with that. Uh, so you know, to finish on number one uh, is awesome, and it's but just a credit to you know the sales guys getting scale into you know a thousand new venues over the last year. The market is you know getting it into people's faces and psyche. The logistics guys. Um, you know, getting it out around Australia and to the brewers continuing, you know, to make awesome beer. So from my point of view, it's just it's just recognition for the whole team and the whole Stone and Woods family um, that, you know, we continue to be recognised um, year after year in uh, in this way. So we're, you know, we're stoked. So just in terms of capacity, would Stonewood has famously uh, run out of beer for Christmases, and I think it's the last two Christmases that you've just managed to uh, get enough in the tank to, uh, to to get it out to market. Uh, have you got enough in the tank for the orders that are going to come in uh, yeah. Tuesday morning after the public holiday? <laughs> this ain't going to help. <laughs> no, probably not. We scraped through this year by a couple of cards. Uh, uh, and to be honest, we've you know we've got a lot of great trade partners who you know we we held back and, and they ran very close to the bone to out of stock um but you know we had the conversation they partnered with us uh and said okay we'll when you guys have got enough beer let us know when we're nearly out of stock um we'll let you know and if it means you know get it there in 12 hours then you know we do that and uh so uh we've got a bit there but we'll we'll see what the next couple of weeks brings but i think one of the great hallmarks of this business is sustainability you know we're not we're not corporately owned. We haven't got a never-ending bank account. We've only got, you know, we're family-owned. We've only got so much cash. Um, so we've just got to keep growing sustainably uh, year after year. And if, if we could possibly sell another 50% um, of Pacific Ale, um, we just couldn't possibly make it. Um, well, I think that's really 50% cool. of the business. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. Um, um, no, we, we couldn't physically make it. So we're, you know, we're playing the long game uh, at Wood and we'll just keep chipping away, growing at a sustainable rate each year. So um, we don't overstretch ourselves and we stay true to, to what we're about and, you know, our community and our suppliers and you know, all our family members. Yeah, Nick, our ears only pricked up when uh, we thought you were selling 50% of the business because <laughs> I, I apparently... <laughs> yeah, a scoop. Down Corumban Way, there's a, a, a handful of blokes who have come into a fair bit of cash recently, so they're looking to invest. We thought that might have been on the cards. Hey, listen, talk about... You might need a, an ambulance to Jamie Cook. <laughs> Nick, talk about sustainability, because um, we've been talking a lot about the, the increase each year, year on year, uh, the number of, of beers that appear in the Hottest 100 that are a can only. Um, Stonewall Pacific Ale is one of those odd beasts that kind of it's, you've, you've got a foot in, in either camp in terms of sustainability and in terms of I guess you know you protecting um, the brand of Pacific Ale uh, cans or bottles oh look both work both work guys I mean uh, cans have opened us up to new occasions and, and new locations um, still less than 10% of the total Pacific Ale volume um, uh, they are but we're you know, we're just continuing to chip away with them. Uh, and, uh, you know, we still think bottles are, are, are the premium vessel in the eyes of most drinkers. Um, but I think those of us in the industry do think that cans are probably the best vessel. But at the moment, you know, it's still more people want bottles. So actually, you know, offering both um, while, you know, we're, we're a beer who can actually justify um, having both in the marketplace, we'll, we'll continue to do that. Will we see Green Coast in cans, for example? Not out of the question. We need to hit a, a critical mass and distribution 
uh, target, uh, you know, for for that. Um, but it's you know, it's going fantastically um, as is as is Cloud Catcher Pale Ale, uh, just as a bottle play at the moment. But we've put you know our Garden Ale mid strength into cans. We put our Jasper Ale uh, into cans as well, and they're they're going really nicely for us as well. So uh, you know, there's, there'll be a time and a place, absolutely. Excellent. Well, mate, we'd best let you get back. Uh, seeing you've got the whole uh, extended family for Stone and Wood celebrating down in Byron Bay. Um, hey, you, you've got a full house of um, uh, patrons. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. Um, I don't know how we'll uh, how we'll get rid of anybody, but uh, they're all welcome to stay and uh, continue to celebrate with us. Um, and before I go, guys, just want to say a big, um, you know, big congrats, uh, you know, to Rich and the Ben Smoke crew um, for for being on the podium with us again for another year. Um, you know, they're doing amazing things uh, there, and we're, we're absolutely stoked for them. Um, and same goes, you know, Scotty and Azza and all the Bolter crew uh, as well. Congrats to them. There's, there couldn't have been much between um, the boats uh, in the very end, and uh, we're absolutely stoked for them to, to be up there on the podium with us as well. Hey, Matt, just one last question I have to ask. Whereabouts are you uh, doing this? Because it's we can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you don't have to be bought out by the big guys to afford decent phones. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also in a quiet room. In a quiet so, room. So, yeah. so where have you found that's quiet down there? Uh, I have snuck in. I've snuck into. Well, we it's a boardroom. We call it the boardroom, but uh, most companies wouldn't be high class enough for the boardroom. It's still still pretty rustic, but it uh, yeah, it's quietish. Well, mate, it's uh, it, it maybe the boardroom this year, but maybe next year it can be the Radio Brews News Live Studio. Oh, we'd love to have you guys. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, standing off, I walk out of the boardroom now and uh, be able to hear the hear the ruckus downstairs. That's excellent. Well, please pass on our congratulations and all of our listeners' uh, congratulations to the, the the team at Stone and Wood, and uh, you know, well done for claiming the number one spot again. Cool, cool. Thanks again, guys, and thanks to everybody who voted for it. Um, we're um, we're stoked. Good on you, Nick. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Nick. Bye-bye. And please pass on our thanks to, to Ross, to Jamie and the Dave, Dave Padden soundalike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just occurred to me too, um, Stone and Woods Brewery at Byron Bay, the, the confines of their licence, they, they can only serve samples. Mm. No, that's changed. So that's actually it's changed? They've, they've, oh, they've changed? just got the licence to serve um, Schmidt's and... Right, because I was going to say because yeah. if they well that's interesting. Well, because if they always, are, if they are as full as a fat lady sock down there today and celebrating, somebody <laughs> must be behind be. the jump working harder than a <laughs> yeah. one arm Beirut bricklayer if they're having to drink. <laughs> oh, the colloquialisms are coming. So I'm out trying to throw all these in because I know it's live <laughs> yeah. and Joe can't edit it out. Yeah. That's interesting <laughs> to know um, that because the, the the story and the narrative always was. Um, well, we're serving the small things because we don't want to communicate. You know, we, we, we don't want to. We want people to come in and be able to try the beers, but not compete mm. with uh, with our wholesale customers. And uh, I thought it was interesting that the Brisbane brew house did just been handed Pacific Island. So it was just purely a licensing thing. Yeah, well, it, yeah. From what I understand, it just really yeah. was licensing with the local uh, local council. Just wanted to make sure that they didn't probably have drunk people rolling out into the streets and. All that sort of stuff, but yeah, it's all been approved from it's, what I understand, and it's yeah, so it's come just at the right time because I, yeah. I can't imagine. No, I can't you, imagine doing it. Exactly. Absolutely full, and everyone's going. You know, here, have a thimble of this. Here, have a thimble. <laughs> yeah. But even so, it's, it's a good example of when something is thrust upon you, um, mm. such as council uh, requirements. You make a story out of it. Um, mm. Hey, mm. 
marketing is not about the truth, <laughs> yeah. mate. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> and that might be why they're it's number about, one. It's about the sizzle, not the steak. Yeah. And uh, Clemmy, before I uh, start taking offers for uh, where we broadcast next year, um, thank you very much for having us uh, here at Hemingway. You, you've still got first refusal, by you, the way. You, you've like got right of first refusal because I'll be back here in a second. It's been such oh, in a, a heartbeat. No. It's, been t- it's been sensational. Been, you guys have been, been a lot of fun. terrific. And we, we do need to, as I say, without... Um, reading the script or doing ads and that sort of thing. But Fergus, thank you very much to, to Crime Alt for making this all possible for us. Um, we, we think it adds something uh, to the, I guess, the, the theatre of, of what is, at the end of the day, as, as Nick said, now, it, maybe it's just a popularity... Well, it's exactly just a popularity contest, but I think what today has shown us, and, and year on year, the way that the excitement builds and the value to, to brewers who, oh, you know, we've, we've got you know, the number 80 beer... Um, you know, Brick Lane guys are, are stoked. They, yep. Their three beers appeared, you know, in the in the, the bottom half of the the top one hundred. Um, it, it does mean something, and and we're just stoked that we're able to, I guess, amplify um, the excitement that a lot of people are feeling. You know, and when you're sitting in your, on your own, you know, maybe having a couple of beers and 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 watching a a silent screen refresh and pop up a new beer. Oh, that's great! I like that beer. Oh, I didn't expect that. I guess being able to to have us waffling on in the background just does add a bit of value to that so thank you very much to, to you guys for your support on that no worries at all and um, yeah cheers for having me on the show today as well much appreciated what time's your plane I don't yeah, want to we'll it's been delayed actually <laughs> so oh, oh, Marty and I are on, the, are, are on the same flight and uh, yeah I was uh, we meant to be boarding shortly but it's been delayed by about uh, yeah close to an hour so sweet um, is that why <laughs> so you, you lucky so Clemmy obviously secretly texted Nathan who's the uh, <laughs> assistant brewer here who's just lobbed up some beers is this uh, the number 81? Is this, this is number 81. This is yeah. the Tropical Ale, because that is, I, I'm sorry, but I just, we're, because we we're just talking to, to Nick, and as Nick was still speaking, I just had a bit of a sniff, and I've gone, oh, how's the galaxy? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, Clemmy, tell us, t- talk to us about this, because, you know, we've obviously seen Stonerwood Pacific Ale um, hit the number one spot. It's, uh, dare we say, an influencer. Well, it, it, it was... Eleven years ago, when it was launched, and I remember yeah. sort of Brad Rogers sort of bringing it along to the Grand Central Hotel, putting a keg on and going, "Here's a new beer," and you know, so fingers think, crossed. God, you look at that dream team of mm. people um, who is involved in a brewery, and that was when, just when the hop creep was going up, and you're starting to have McKellar Thousand IBU beers and yep. stuff like that. And mm. You're thinking, you know, these guys are leaving the big house because they want to create craft beer. They're going to come out with something. And then Brad hands over this thing of uh, what is now Pacific Ale. It was Draft Ale. And he's going, this is not even 100 IBUs. But how many IBUs? And and, and it was. It's not a barrel-aged named after a duck saison with coffee. It was pretty underwhelming when you knew some of the beers that were out there. But it, it shows the genius of what they did, you know, how smart they are. And they created a beer that, Anticipated a market that craft beer didn't even know existed at that stage. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So anyway, so and, having and, said and that, that whole thing about beer as an occasion, beer as like an occasion, and, 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 and being part of an occasion rather than oh, it's got this or you'll experience. You know, it's just like no, just come off the beach. You got sand in. I've your got a question for Clemmy here. So it's, it's, it's not about, but I was just saying. So yeah, so so against that con, but it was also very very cloudy. You know, they wanted that haze. You've created a beer that's got some of those aromatic cues, and it, it's still very very drinkable. Probably what around twenty two to twenty five IBUs. Yeah, it's around the twenty mark. Yeah, around the twenty mark. Um, got that lovely citrus feel, but still very very drinkable. But you've still got a 
it, 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 is this the big house in you coming out that you sort of take pride in how well you can make a it needs clean, to clear well, beer? Mate, yeah. It needs to present well, absolutely. And, and we drink with our eyes first. We, we live in Lagerland up here, so you know, everyone, as Pete says, we drink with our eyes. Uh, so you need a beer that is going to present well, but also uh, I think what we've created here is something that, you know, we've got some lovely tropical fruits up here that we grow and... We've tried to reflect some of that in our in the hops that we've put in this beer. Mate, but the lychee and passion fruit coming off that is just gold. Pretty pretty awesome. So and yeah, it we're speaks pretty happy to, about to it. an evolution. So we talk about you know Sierra Nevada, begat um, uh, little creatures pale ale. So many brewers say that was their influence, and then now you know Stone and Wood. There are so many Stone and Wood homages, um, and it's exactly the same principle. It's like no, what you've done is obviously something that a lot of people want. But so I'm still very one. interested to hear that flavour cues are one thing, but up here in lager drinker land, you know, in, in craft beer, metro, um, haze signifies a certain level of craftiness and things like that that yeah. people expect it. But up here, as, as a brewer, you can front it with the challenge of, well, we want some of those flavour cues of a beer like Pacific Ale, but we can't, well, we still need to have it that when you put it down, um, a lager drinker goes, that's a good beer because it's clear. Is, 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 is that a consideration you have to make as a brewer? I, I think, well, I think it's more drinking with the eyes thing. It, up, up here, we're, not, we're a bit behind the craft uh, scene, I would say. So we're not as, we, we haven't been as progressive as, as South East Queensland and, and the other states. And, you know, so we're just trying to grow... Uh, craft beer in this region, and you know, if soft, I can be perfectly softly, honest, softly. when it's when it's ninety three percent humidity, by the time every beer gets to you, it's that got that much condensation. Every beer I've had is hazy. <laughs> like it yeah, appears, you've, you've got to sort of take the you've condensation got to take off the, the beer side of the glass. Well, I just and, did it, and yeah. then twenty and then seconds later, it's back, back. again. Yeah. The other thing we love, <laughs> the other thing we love about this beer You're is saving that thousands on BioCloud. We are. <laughs> Sorry, just just interject because we've got, uh, (laughs) as as we sort of talk all things uh, Gabs, we've got uh, Craig from from Gabs on the line to sort of talk about the wash-up. Craig, congratulations on an absolutely amazing... This has to be, from our point of view, in terms of the engagement, the social media and the excitement, um, the the biggest year yet. How has it been from, from, from your point of view? Mate, I have been absolutely pumped. It's been a fantastic day. Um, I'm, I'm with you, man. What a day for craft beer. <laughs> craft, well, uh, and I'll be honest, when we were teasing it... I mean, forgive the energy. I've, I've, had, I've had three beers and I've just counted down Australia's biggest craft beer poll in the country. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm very... But I'm it's funny you say that. It's over, to be honest. <laughs> this has been the most active that we've been on social media ever because, as you know, that we have this sort of hate for it. But I found it very hard when we were saying, we're going to have some of the big names of craft beer, we're going to have the winners, and there really are no losers. Like, anyone, who, anyone who's involved in this poll, whether you sort of came number one or you fell 50 places, you're not a loser because, as you said, it is so good for craft beer. You know, it is, and it's kind of, um, uh, you know, I heard, uh, obviously, Mazin was on the, the podcast earlier, and uh, I, I, I love Mazin. He's a fantastic guy, and I very much value his, uh, his opinions. But I challenge him when he, when he says he doesn't see the value in, in this kind of thing, and uh, I really would because, you know, this thing gets people talking. It gets people excited about craft beer. It gets them 
thinking about it at a over summer when they're you know thinking about what they're going to buy. It, it's um, it gets people excited about it, and you know what, we get a hell of a lot of mainstream media out of this as well. And I'm sorry, but I don't remember the last time that uh, we you know we saw City Morning Herald and AFR writing about craft beer, other than when you know the next brewery sells. So I think it's a really positive thing that we can all have a great conversation about craft beer and a bit of fun with it. Mate, my tip for uh, a, a bolter next year in terms of uh, coming up is Muzzin's hybrid beer made with sour grapes. Too soon? Too soon? He could do it as a collab with all the Tasmanian breweries. <laughs> no, I love Mazin. And you know what? The um, we've actually I've just been spending the last 20 minutes since we announced the, the number one, uh, putting up all of our our sub lists on the site. So if you get a chance, check them out. But we've got up now the the next craft beers, the hottest next craft beers, which are the 101 to 200. We've got the, the hottest indie craft beers, so just independently owned breweries. And the hottest new craft beers, which is probably the, the one that uh, most of the beer kind of um, serious beer faithful will get excited about. But that goes very, very deep into the, into the results. Yeah, and Craig, that must be one of the things that's most pleasing for you. We were... Uh, uh, all of us here in the uh, in the, the Bruce News Live headquarters here at uh, the boardroom at Hemingways, when the the first twenty or thirty beers, we got look how many debuts, like look how many new beers, and we, and we were kind of thinking, oh gee, you know, it, we, we felt a bit sorry for obviously for each one of those that came in, one was another one was going to get pushed out, but it, it really does show that uh, I think where our our reach is not just in numbers um, increasing, but our reach in in terms of breadth. Of um of the type of drinker that we're attracting to, um to get off their their butt and and vote in the hottest one hundred. I mean, you would know as well. Like the the last ten years, like I think the fact that you're getting you know thirty or so new beers coming into the list every year, to me that's a sign of an industry that's incredibly healthy, and you've got these fantastic new beers that can be launched. You know, most most of those new beers were launched only last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. It can build up such a significant following in such a short space of time. Uh, to me, that's that's just a, an incredibly healthy industry where you can you can have those flagship beers, your Stone and Woods, um, your, your Ben Spoke Crankshaft, Bridge Road, uh, that are consistently good and rated. But then you've got this kind of undercurrent of fantastic new stuff and new talent coming through. Yeah, hey, listen, mate. Now, um, one of the most talked about topics in the uh, in the chat room, and I want you to clarify this for us once and for always. Uh, just since the, the, the podium was announced, the, uh, the photo uh, featuring the podium beers was, uh, was revealed. Photoshop or real? And when was it done? Because everyone, everyone, well, everyone's got conspiracy theories about, and oh, there's smoke over Sydney, so it can't be yesterday or the day before. We have absolutely no, no a... uh, involvement in the photo. No, I know. I, I know. I'm just, I just want to say that because there's been I just, I just figure Craig might be able to, 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 to just put a full stop on the, uh, the discussion. We have a, a highly trained team of uh, photographic um, stylists that roam around the country <laughs> looking for iconic locations. Uh, no, no, it's, it's a crafty pint um, tradition. Crafty, yeah. uh, I think, initially started taking the photo the in, his, in his backyard. In his backyard. And, uh, with, yeah, um, and, with, and, and his young daughter, Matilda, was, uh, used the, you know, did some craft projects <laughs> to make, to make and, and pre- present the podiums. Um, all of a sudden, we've, we've jumped to uh, you know, Sydney Harbour with the, uh, the bridge in the background. What's the deal? Real well, or, or what, Photoshop? The deal was that, uh, I think up. it was two years ago, so, you know, in, in James Smith, obviously, uh, is one of the most creative and ambitious people I've ever met in craft beer, and um, no idea is too small. So, 
he's just consistently stepped up the uh, the podium photo. I think it was down the Great Ocean Road last year. Uh, it often coincides. Locations often coincide with his holidays for some reason. Um, <laughs> and this year, this year he had uh, Marie Claire Jarrett is riding for him up in Sydney. He yeah. actually carefully packaged up the podium pieces of wood, which were spray painted bits of wood from Bunnings, uh, and sent them up to Sydney. Marie Claire then. Uh, promptly told us that she was only there for four hours. So our new MD, Mike Bray, went down to met her at, uh, where was it? Macquarie's Point? Yeah, yeah, Lady Macquarie. It looks Mrs. like Macquarie's Mrs. Chair. Macquarie's chair. Yeah. And uh, met, met MC down there, um, helped her with the photo, then went and sourced a whole bunch of beers and uh, and took the, the family photo as well. So it was actually a, it was a bit of a mission this year to get the photo. You couldn't find, you couldn't find a can of Jedi juice anywhere in Sydney. Hey, mate, can I say, I'm sorry that we suck at, like, we, we don't most do, things we do. But go on, Matt. We, we don't do any of that. We, we turn up and talk for three hours. Can I just suggest, Nick, because my conspiracy theory was that three years ago, he went down there and he had 20 different beers and he did, like, 500 different iterations. It just took, all right, now rearrange them. Now, mate, one, two, two, three, and three, one. But no, it was, well, actually, it was actually real. It was done, what, yesterday or... Legit, legit photo taken uh, a couple of days ago. So we, we kind of have the results finished on Friday. Um, we, yeah, we, we kind of run our sums and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, we we spend most of the week trying to get that photo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. At least we can we can put a full stop on uh, on that particular uh, conversation in, well, the, in the chat room. You need to you need to challenge Crafty. Where do you want him to take the photo next? We can't oh, put it on oh, top of Uluru anymore. Is that a dare? Have, have, have we got that much power that we can make? <laughs> that we can poke mon- monkey Sorry, with a stick and make him dance? No, that's incredible. Crafty does like the infographic that he does every year is just brilliant, and everything that they do. And I, and I just think it's a nice compliment to each other because they do such a good job yep, of that. 100. And what Matt um, means by what Crafty does with the infographic is that what Crafty gets Jess Junglewall uh, from Craft Instinct to do. Okay, is sorry, the sorry, I, I don't yeah, know. She does yeah. all the heavy lifting. Okay, so I don't making, know the background. It's a really good. Yeah, I, I, visual. I just know that Crafty puts up the infographic on, and it's, on the Crafty it's brilliant. And it's yeah. So, and actually, the, the one thing that we never got a chance to go back and discuss. Today is the little factoids that Crafty has been uh, dripping out all day that we haven't even had a chance to refer. I wanted to refer to them because there were some very good ones, but we've been so busy. Craig, one of the things that we're thinking of doing next year, if, if we can find out, you know, maybe we can have a chat to someone such as Cry Malt, who have been fantastic sponsors of this year's podcast, is uh, getting some um, cameras that we can live stream the, the, the results at places. You know, some of these breweries that profess not mm-hmm. to really care too much, but it sounds like they're going off. Like your mates sounded like it was a party that I'd like to be at. Yeah, never- yeah I, I was thinking that as well. I'm watching the, the social posts coming through and uh, Capital Brewing in ACT, you know, they're firing off bloody confetti cannons every time a beer hits the top. <laughs> and when I'm sitting here, I'm in, a, I'm in a sweaty little room and you guys are in front of a microphone. We're missing out, man. What are we doing? <laughs> well, mate, we'll bring you with us next year. But listen, um, now, just to make it so that there is no uh, even semblance of impropriety, we will need... 650-odd GoPros to put in each of the breweries that's eligible. Because if we go to a brewery, then obviously they know they're in the top three. So if you could possibly speak to Mike and say, hey, listen, champ, this is this idea. You, you want to you grow the business and, you know, uh, make it more accessible, here's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, so invite well, us well, and get to number one. Hemingway's is I know a little bloke in China who can do us a good deal on bulk GoPros. Hemingway's has proved well, that that's not the case. We'll tee up a, a nice little sponsorship there, I'm sure. Um, 650 uh, uh, GoPros, Mike. We can 
<laughs> uh, Will Zabel we'll from uh, head writer, chief writer for the Crafty Pine, or just Will Zabel? Will, Will Zabel, uh, senior, senior senior correspondent, senior correspondent for Crafty Pine, has uh, just waded into the uh, chat room. I didn't hadn't even uh, seen that he was listening. Um, during the day, he's been very quiet, but he said James almost got bitten by a snake last year. It's always <laughs> yeah. a mission, and we're not taking requests for locations. Oh, come time. on. <laughs> It could be exotic. It could be exotic. You don't. You hey, you never know where Bruce might uh, end up. I think. I think we should get uh, Crafty to write a story on the uh, the history of the podium shot because there's, there's a story in there. I'm sure. Mate, you know what? That would make a great chapter in a book about the Gab's hottest 100. <laughs> I reckon. Did anyone volunteering to write that? Book? I don't know if it exists. But it would be great, wouldn't it? It's something I think that's really missing. <laughs> what, what, what were your? Can I ask you guys what were your standouts? What was your kind of uh, wow, big, big surprise factor in this year's poll? Mate, as a Queenslander, you, you, you're very aware of how strong the community is, um, and also how strong yeah. the beers are coming up. Um, but I was really surprised at, I think offhand, it was twelve Queensland breweries featured. Um, mm. So it's not just the number, which I think Queensland came out on top. Our, our chief statistician. Yeah, I think I think Queensland's yeah pretty much uh, certainly yeah, certainly punching above their weight. Yeah. Um, and so so you know, it must be up around a third, um, you know, just under a third of the beers are Queensland beers. Twelve breweries, so it's very widely spread. Uh, that was a, an mm. absolute um, surprise for me. That it. That my own feeling about my uh, home state has translated to the hottest one hundred results. Yeah, and you know you've got you know eight percent of the list is Bolter, so it's kind of mm. right there. You've sort of taken a dominant stance, but um, you know the one the one that I'm seeing. So on our socials, we get a lot of comment, and uh, definitely I think the um, the your mates in at number five was a uh, it's a fantastic achievement for those guys. That um, I think. There's probably a bit of a geographic disconnect where a lot of our followers uh, from Melbourne or from Sydney have never heard or seen of, of your mates. And uh, I think so in their mind, it, that beer doesn't even exist. It, it, it's, if it's not on the shelf in front of me, it's, it's not a real thing. But I think people tend to forget that there are whole other massive beer communities out there that are voting you know, extensively for these their, their local brewery. And, I mean, do you have a feeling... You're a, a Victorian, and Victoria has been underrepresented in in a, a lot of ways by the selection we've we've had in chats in our um, chat room saying that it's because Victorians just aren't you know they're, they're over the whole craft beer thing and they don't engage in it. Do, do you think that's it, or do, do you have a feeling for why Tassie, which has strong breweries, misses out? Queensland, which has strong breweries, has really blitzed it. I, I don't know. I mean, my personal theory, like we do see, we get a lot of a lot of votes in from Victoria and from New South Wales. They're kind of our our strongholds. Um, but what we're sort of what I would suggest is that it almost comes down to a brewery per capita thing. Where you know, in Melbourne and, and Sydney, you've got a huge amount of amazing breweries producing a, a large number of great beers. Uh, where I think Queensland is kind of in that sweet spot at the moment, and it might not last forever. It, it, you know, as more breweries open up, more great beers are produced, more people move to Queen or, or live in Queensland. It might not last forever, but right now I think they're in this sweet spot of, uh, you know, a relatively small number of breweries all producing great beer, but not going too crazy with, you know, producing 50 beers a year. They're they're you know putting out four or five cores, four or five flagships, and they're really focusing on those. So. They're concentrating that 
that large voting pool for a smaller number of beers. That would be my theory. Just before we let you go, do you want to just? Go I don't. S- I don't want to. I don't want to mess with your algorithm, though, Matt. I know you've worked very hard on that. <laughs> no, mate. mate I, I just have come up with it as as we talk, as I sort of think, <laughs> uh, as I always do, stream of consciousness. But just before we let you go and uh, celebrate the end, or, or or is your night just beginning? Yeah, mate. I'm heading down the terminus for a, there's a bushfire relief um, hottest one under party going on there. I'll catch up with James. I need, we need to return his um, his podium. <laughs> well, congratulate him for his, his uh, coverage for us. And uh, we, we, we've just retweeted the uh, infographic. But just give us the numbers and how the, uh, the, the the wash up, how many votes, how many people, that sort of thing. Uh, 35,500 voters this year. So it's up about uh, 14%, 15% on last year. And um, I think that totals about 178,000 individual votes wow. for different beers. Um, so, yeah, off the hook and probably more than we expected. Like you kind of, I think we hit a really high point last year at about 31,000. I thought that's, that's a good number, but to build on that is, is fantastic even again. And I think it, it comes down to, you know, the level of engagement but with the breweries. They're, they're all just, I think they really enjoy it, you know, getting behind it and, um, and using it as that opportunity to kind of, uh, touch base with their fans and um, over over the summer. Well, mate, we'll, we'll let you go. We'll let you have a, a quick beer to celebrate with the, uh, the the Gabs team and and Mike. And can please pass on our congratulations uh, to Mike for stepping it up. Um, you know, and I know that that's a big part of what you do uh, for them. And uh, congratulations on an amazing event. And uh, you know, thank, thanks for letting us be a very very small part of it. No, mate, you guys rock, and thanks for uh, putting on a fantastic podcast. It's been very entertaining to listen to as I very stressfully try and upload more um, tiles to that website. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enjoy, mate, and talk to you soon. All right, cheers, guys. Now, Marty uh, has just jumped in the hot seat. Uh, Marty Kittles, and uh, I want to ask you, because your beer festival, uh, Beer Insider, that just happens to be up for sale, Um, and fortunately your flight's been delayed so we can get you on. What a coincidence. Looking at Queensland, you're deeply embedded in the Queensland beer scene and the, the, the Beeries Awards, which you also staged, which, as I had to shamefully admit, I sort of didn't think would ever go anywhere. Um, and now I'm wishing I'd bought shares in it earlier. Um, but what is it about the Queensland beer scene that you think has led to such a strong result this year? Yeah, I think it's... Um, <coughs> Queensland's a very... Um local uh, beer industry and one that's proudly local and um, we're a patriotic bunch in in Queensland Um, you know I think uh, I think the Your Mates guys are really good examples so I was actually texting McGarry and uh, Hepburn uh, last night and um, wishing them well for today and uh, I just had a sense that something special was going to happen today and you know that beer for me is tasting better at the moment than it ever has and I think the results kind of show that you know breweries that continue to invest in a um, a really strong uh, local fan base uh, and those guys do that really well you know and continue to improve their beers are going to keep doing well and I think Queensland's voted them in. Yeah yeah waffle 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 brew dog waffle 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 ABAC waffle waffle sorry that's Prof back again uh, I'm just taking over from Matt because he's just dropped out we just real we um Popped in here about 10 o'clock to get everything all set up and everything. Um, the very generous staff um, at the behest of, uh, of 
Anthony Clem, the head brewer up here, have been supplying us with beers, and we just realised both of us uh, very quickly need to make our bladder gladder. Um, so Matt's just ducked out. I had to. I didn't even hear what the question was. So, but I'm sure it was something about you Queensland. Why we? Yeah. Why we uh, <laughs> dominating this list? And um, you know, I guess why it's uh, been such a big deal in Queensland. I, I, think, it too, I, think, I, I think it's growing. I think the Queensland scene is growing at such a rate as well that uh, you know a, a competition or a, you know. A, this type of thing is is what is uh, you know what everyone's interested in in growing and getting out there, getting your brands out there, and you know this you know, the hottest one hundred does exactly that. Like yeah, and to that we've had um, if you look at say Fremantle as the the spiritual home or the you know the birthplace of of craft beer in terms of back in, you know Matilda Bay um, and then after that Little Creatures uh, and more recently Feral and, and those sorts of brands. Um, it was then sort of picked up and, and really carried and it was pretty much Melbourne-centric and, and Sydney-centric to an extent. Um, that really opened the floodgates and I think by the time we got to Brisbane, there was already, and, and I think it probably also coincided with the, the rise in, in social media through um, you know everyone having it on their phone. So it wasn't like you had to wait till you get, got back home, jump on the computer and, and see what people had said. You could, you know, you were sitting on the bus, sitting on the toilet, whatever, you, you'd be getting notifications and I think Queensland really kind of ran with the ball they were punching above their weight early in terms of their support for for their breweries very parochial um, in the same way ironically that you know sort of 4x was to Queensland and and Tui's was to New South Wales and and CUB was to Victoria Um, and I think that's just that's it it hasn't it hasn't waned to perhaps the same extent that we've seen in, in, in like Tasmania where there's not an apathy, but it's certainly they haven't been able to capitalise on the success and the great beers made by people like Moobrew, um, like Shambles, like Hobart Brewing Co are doing now. Yeah, I think some of the guests that you've had earlier today have sort of pointed to the same thing, which is that maybe it's because of the number of breweries, um, maybe it's the time that they've launched. Um, you know, there's a whole... Re- a, a whole uh, range of reasons why it might be the case but for some reason there's an apathy in the southern states and um, that's certainly not shared in Queensland I can tell you um, you know the the way that the breweries um, promote the Hottest 100 um, and they participate in you know events like Gabs like Beer Insider like you know a bunch of other festivals you know you really get a sense that they're all in and, yep. Yep. Um, you know, there's a real uh, urgency there and uh, that's something that's not shared in the other in the, And I in think the something states. you touch on there makes me think it's also partly that for so long, Victoria and Melbourne specifically was very much the hub of, uh, in terms of, you know, um, expansion, it was the home of craft beer. Everyone was sending their beers to Melbourne, so it wasn't unusual to get Queensland beers, to get New South Wales beers, Tassie beers, South Australian beers. The big thing for me, I think, is that um, I guess we kind of not become complacent, but because we get so many good beers and we're spoiled for choice, we don't necessarily think of Hawkers as a Victorian brewery. We don't think of Two Birds as a Victorian brewery. We just think it's just a, a brewer who makes great beer. Whereas I think in Queensland particularly, it's harder for certainly Western Australian breweries and also for the southern states to, to, to transport their beer up there and have it get there in, in good condition. So perhaps there are, there's more opportunity to, to be parochial. I think uh, as well, like we're playing catch-up a little bit, aren't we? So, you know, the, we've seen the rise of 
many, many craft breweries in the southern states in New South Wales and Victoria and the rapid growth we've seen in South East Queensland, mm. you know, we are, we're definitely playing catch-up. So there really is an onus on all of those breweries to to make sure, we, you know, they're getting their brands out there. You know, people know who they are and this is a fantastic sort of conduit to be able to do that. And I think as well, the, the beer industry is an interesting one in that um, coming second, like being the second to launch isn't actually the, the worst thing you can do. You know, the, the fact that the breweries... Oh, I just got a text that might um, challenge that. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> well, no, there was one brewer who said, you know, position we got, not good enough. Yeah. So, mate, so it's, it's great. It's, you know, you're consistent and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, I, I get exactly what you mean. But I think as well, like, I think that having time in the market to be able to look at what other people are doing, look at what's popular, look at what the trends are, and then to launch a little bit later in the time span or the lifespan of the brewing industry is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think that there are a lot of breweries that sort of jumped in sort of circa 2010 to 2014, and maybe they haven't actually reached the prominence that they thought they might, whereas the ones that have seemed to have come later, you know, Bolter are a great example, launching in 2016 or something, you know, they, they seem to have benefited from a little bit more time just to, to you know, evaluate and plan and, and then really execute. There's so, and you're right, there's so much more groundwork has been done, I guess, for, for those who come into the, the industry now. And, and to that, you know, you've got to take your hats off to, to guys like Cam and Dave at Mountain Goat, um, the guys who started, uh, you know, Holgate, the guys who started uh, Little Creatures, because, you know, back then... They were doing the hard slog. I remember Alex Troncoso um, telling me, yeah, look, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd brew a, a pallet of, um, or two or whatever, you know, we'd hand bottle it and all that sort of thing and, and then the, the bean counter would pop his head and he'd go, yeah, we sold enough, we sold two pallets this month so we can, we can brew for another month. And it was, it was a, literally a hand-to-mouth kind of thing and it wasn't until, um, Clemmie and I were just talking about before, 2000 or 2001 at the Australian International Beer Awards, that uh, Little Creatures picked up the Champion Ale and the Champion Australian Brewery. And all of a sudden, everyone wanted to, to know them and wanted to, to get their beer, and the next thing, you know, they, they can't keep up. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, your, your environment has a lot to do with, uh, I guess, how you, how you springboard off that. The other thing, too, I think, is that with Queensland, I see a lot more... I, I see craft because because that's what I'm looking for, and it's that old adage of you know if you've only, if all you've got is a hammer, then everything you see is a nail, and so you, I, I pick up on craft, but I can't help noticing particularly when we come up here to Cairns how much non-craft there is that's very very obvious. So up here you've got the opportunity, because yeah you've got a really engaged um, you know the people down here, they're not necessarily craft drinkers. They don't think of it as craft. They think of it this is our local brewery. How good's this? Down in Melbourne, there's probably few, a lot more of those. Carlton Draft drinkers who will also have a Pacific Ale or go, oh, Four Pines, I'll, I'll try, you know, I, I have, don't mind that. Or, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind a Little Creatures. So in that respect, there are fewer, mm. I guess, you know, opportunities down there. There are more opportunities up here. Yeah, I think so. I, that's part of what we're trying to yeah, achieve, isn't it? North Queenslanders are a special bunch. Like, they are a different breed. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no problem, Little Clem. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just know that... Um, you know, breweries like Hemingway's are doing a fantastic job and anyone who hasn't come up here by the way should because this brewery is absolutely magnificent um, but um, they've got their work cut out for them because you know trying to get a forex or a beer up here or whatever the heck they call those beers Great Northerns um, out of the hands of 
you know, North Queenslanders whose hearts are still beating is a bloody tough job because it's just, you know, they are. They're just different. They're just different. Yeah, but the, the higher the risk, the better the reward. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the challenge yeah. is there. Listen, Marty, we better let you go because that uh, the plane's leaving. not going to uh, hold up for you because, uh, oh, aren't you that bloke who's, you know, got a really yes, successful yes. beer festival to flog? Um, Anthony Clem, thank you very much to you, mate, for um, for hanging around with us. And again, thank you to all the guys at um, at Hemingways here for for hosting us. Just very quickly, no. we, we we might invite Craig and Tony, uh, the the founders of uh, yeah, Hemingways, just but just before we uh, just to join us for the last couple of minutes before we uh, see our ways out. And, uh, Appreciate you guys coming up here. It's just been awesome afternoon. So yeah, really, all, you know, really thank you. It just helps us gain a little bit more, and you know, helps us you know, tell the community and gain a little bit more understanding about what craft beer is all about. So we really appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, we appreciate your beers. So uh, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us, mate. Anthony Clem, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Just very quickly before we do uh, wind up, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Tony Fife and Craig Parcell, who are the founders of uh, Hemingways. We, we met them on the podcast uh, middle of last year, I think it was. Yeah, I think that's right, man. Tony? Uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and I know you're both uh, listeners to the podcast, so... Thank you for inviting us up this year. I, I, look, I have to say, quite apart from having uh, been enjoying it since I arrived yesterday, surprised the Pilsner wasn't uh, a little bit higher. But then again, you, you've, you've had uh, two beers in the Hottest 100, which is a, a great result. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this year there's been a lot more uh, revolutions in the space than there has been in the past. Uh, I saw a lot of... I've, I've just jumped off the plane, so I haven't seen it all, but I saw a lot of beers that have... Uh, been featured or featured a lot higher than they did uh, last year, but yeah, we, it's great that we've got a couple of beers there. How are you finding the the beer community um, growing in in Canterbury? We had a great dinner here last night. Um, how have you found the, uh, the the community evolving with you guys? Slowly, uh, as the previous speaker said, uh, you know, to, to wrestle a four X or a Great Northern out of their hands is a big job. Uh, but Anthony's. Um, Got some special uh, 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 lighter beers that are on the go at the moment in our NPD program. So, uh, with a bit of luck, uh, that'll sway them to the craft side. And w- with the Honest 100 today, we've seen you know, Bolters stayed up there, so that the, the sale hasn't hurt them that much. But you know, independence still matters. You know, you guys are sort of doing battle with the whole idea of the beer from up here, which locals like the feeling of having a brewery that's local, even if it's not necessarily... How, how are you guys going and making yourselves the, 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 the local? Well, I think it's an education process, really. Um, yeah, we're lucky we've got three or four other local breweries, or three others now, one to come uh, later in the year. And, you know, together we just need to keep educating the locals. Um, it is annoying seeing big delivery trucks going around with the beer from up here uh, plastered all over the side of it. Um, but it's up for us to you know, make great beer, uh, present it, market it, and uh, yeah, we'll win the locals over. I mean, everyone talks about North Queensland as being different, but um, yeah, I don't really believe that. I think uh, it's, they're just starting the journey a bit later. I, I was gobsmacked when last year uh, for the beer festival you had back in June, God, it, it seems like so long ago, three, four, five thousand people through on, yep. on the day. Have you got more of those planned? You know, are, are, you, are you seeing people want those sorts of events? Yeah, we had, um, we followed that up with uh, What the Funk Festival, so beer that was a bit funkier than the, than the, um, the beer we had at the uh, inaugural festival. And that had, had that again, that had 
4,000 people come through. So uh, they're there, uh, but as Craig said, it's just an education process. So, well, we're right up against 5 o'clock. So, Craig and Tony, thank you so much. We, we've just had a ball being here today. It's been great. I haven't even really had a chance to see uh, down into the brewery, but if you get the chance to come up to Hemingway's, Highly recommend it, and uh, thank you, thank you very much for being a little part, or uh, making us a little bit part of your hottest 100 celebrations, and uh, getting us up here to, uh, to to broadcast. Pleasure, thank you guys. And you guys probably missed out, but we were talking to Clemmy before about the importance of you know this year is is just like almost the springboard uh, for next year. So next year is I guess the year that you can build on what the the hottest 100 you know the uh, position the. the getting some beers in it. Um, but next year is that bit where you can... I, that time where you can take it that step further. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And as I, uh, I can echo uh, what Matt said, the venue you've got up here is just absolutely sensational and uh, can't do more than to, than to recommend to all our listeners to, if they're up this way, uh, you know, make the effort to, to come and visit Hemingway. So thank you again for having us. Thanks, Prof. Thanks, thanks, thanks Matt. Guys. Pleasure. Now, Pete... <laughs> End of another... The clock on the wall says it's time. <laughs> I can't believe it. We've been talking for three hours. Well, considering we started early as well. <laughs> well, that was the, I think that was our problem. We came in, we thought, we'd do the right thing, set up, make sure that all the, the connections work and the phones work and that sort of thing. And, and look, special thanks too to John to Garner. John Garner, our producer who's done, done a an, cracking an job. amazing job, um, particularly since, you know, they've been force-feeding him beers as well. So he's had to do the technical stuff, you know, while... Half anchored, and uh, and just for those who are listening at home, he's the one that tees up the guests for us. So you know, it, the, the the order, he's the one that's sort of racing out to to make calls. But look, Pete, it, it's such a trite, stupid thing to say, but beer is the winner today. Like it's there, there are no losers. Um, no, you're right, Matt. It is that, a trite, you know, stupid. <laughs> but it's but it know. is no, but it, it, you're right. It's um. Some have, you know, jumped 93 positions. Others have dropped 93 positions. It's really interesting to see the way that... Um, and it really does highlight we're dealing with a very fickle market overall. We're not just competing with other beer drinkers. We're competing with, you know, all of a sudden, you know, hard seltzer comes in and, the, and these guys discover it up here and do they all of a sudden drop their tropical pale ale because they want no to... No one's going to get excited about hard seltzers. And, 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 and that, that... But no, it looks... saying that. No, but, but you can enjoy them. No, but no, no, a lot no, of people are going to want to drink them. There isn't the same excitement. A lot, but you're not going to have the same excitement. And it was really uh, great to hear Craig, you know, argue the case for the Hottest 100 by saying this gets mainstream media um, this is yeah. something that is yep. great for the category because it creates excitement around beer it gets people it gets the AFR it gets the Sydney Morning Herald it gets the Australian talking about beer and getting people go oh gee it's big enough that's got this, this this vote I need to to check into it and and that's great for everybody in the industry yeah 100% uh, and you can't deny too. You look at the passion that was um, exhibited today, just in our chat room. Yep. It shows that people care about beer far more than they care about breakfast cereal or other things that they that they actually need. Like we're talking about, particularly in the craft beer sphere, we're talking about a luxury item. We're talking about something that you choose to to spend your hard earned on, and yet people are so invested in. Ownership. They're invested in ingredients. They're invested in local. They're invested in oh, food miles and mm. carbon footprint and all that sort of thing. Um, we have to recognise that. Yeah, what we've got here obviously touches a nerve that other 
essential elements of our life just don't. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so as we ride off into the sunset and go down and uh, I'm going to have another uh, cheeky little pilsner. I actually want to stay up here because I just can't (laughs) help feeling it's as hot as stink down there and it's a curtain of condensation. (laughs) Well, we we can always grab some beers and come back. But um, thank you to Hemingways for having us. And uh, again, we wouldn't have come here if we didn't know that it was such a great venue. So the fact that we can now say you need to come up here, come to Cairns, visit the venue, uh, that's a hand on my heart sort of thing because, yep. you know, there, there are a lot of breweries invite us and uh, we're still not going. So That's right. Um, and I thank you too to, to Fergus from um, Crime Malt. From, from Malt and the to whole Crime Malt team um, been who terrific. have been, we wouldn't have a podcast to do this if it wasn't for the support of Crime Malt and they genuinely, they back us because they back the industry and, and, and they see that. And, As uh, do Yakima Chief Hops. Yakima Chief who, who they distribute and also Barrett Burson Malting. Um, and more, more than anything, I haven't seen the final numbers. We probably won't for a little bit, but I don't think even James Atkinson, uh, James uh, Davidson... Actually, we didn't get James on the phone. Um, hopefully he wasn't listening. Uh, we'll just keep um, him ringing. We'll, we'll, get, we'll follow him up later. Um, James, even James, James Davidson right can't talk about the hype when you look at It'll the uh, shit, number yes. of uh, people we've had listening. So to all the people that listened and who listen every week, uh, thank you very, very much because it really is... Uh, humbling and gratifying that uh, you, you find that what we do is valuable. Exactly. And on that note, Matt, thank you very much for uh, joining us again on uh, another Hottest 100. It's been a pleasure to co-host with you. Uh, again, thank you to Crymalt, thank you to Yakima Chief Hops, and especially thanks to Hemingways up here on uh, in Cairns for, uh, for hosting us. That's it for the Gab's Hottest 100 countdown for 2019, and we will certainly be back again to do it all again once more next year. We'll do 2020 in 2021. In 2020 in 2021, <laughs> just to be confusing. Maybe that's something we can speak to Mike Bray about. You know, that's the one thing, Matt. If we could change something, I'd make it so that you have to vote in October and we announce it in December. In December. <laughs> and we're out. And we're-